Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this incredible Thursday, June 8th, 2023. This sports program starts right now. Sports! Are happening in a blowout fashion. Last night, the Denver Nuggets went down to six feet above sea level and cruised to a 2-1 lead in the NBA Finals Series. The Nuggets are... A fascinating entity, strictly mm-hmm. because they're a team we did not know much about because they never garner the headlines through the regular season, even though they have a guy leading the way who just did something that has never been done before in an NBA Finals where he scores at least 30, has 20 rebounds, what? and also 10 assists. That's the first that big of a triple-double that has ever happened in the NBA Finals. And ho-hum, who cares about the stat? Is my horse about ready to drag my ass around Serbia? Because we are just two wins away from being NBA champions. The first duo to have triple doubles in the NBA Finals. Obviously, Jamal Murray securing his final rebound with like eight seconds left Mm -hmm. in the game. It was kind of a throwaway grab that made a lot of people money that bet on him hitting a triple double. But this team and this crew is so fun to watch whenever they're working. Now, it does make the games a little bit monotonous. Oh, yeah. Because last night, I guess there was a couple times where you thought maybe the Miami Heat will go on a run because that's basketball. That's what the NBA is. At some point, this thing's going to get close. They're going to keep us around for at least a minute or two. It's the NBA Finals. That was not the case, man. At all. These motherfuckers just blew them up the entire time. And I know messy announcement might have had everybody kind of hung over down in Miami. Oh, yeah. Okay, because we're kind of intoxicated with all the greatness that's happening in South Florida. The Florida Panthers are going to try to do their thing and get on the board tonight as they're down 2-0. In the Lordo Stanley Cup Finals to the Vegas Golden Knights, and maybe they'll be able to win, but we got a championship here. We got a championship here. What? We got Messi coming to town. Yeah. David Beckham's still here. What? Holy what? shit, we're Ooh. Miami. There's a lot going on. They're kind of losing focus. Yeah. A little bit. Say that. Fucking. Listen, you got four nights on primetime. It could end real bad in all four of those evenings mm-hmm. for the city of Miami and for South Florida. Last night was not a good start. We assume Hemi and Spolstra, who were talking about effort after the game, will be able to bounce back and make something happen. But if not, and this Nuggets team continues to do what we've seen them do in primetime in the playoffs since basically getting introduced to this team with a two-time MVP, this thing could be over quick. Yeah. They are so fun to watch, yes. so good. Mm-hmm. And then you toss in Gordon, who's a fucking dog. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody else they have right a little white dude. I had no idea he is. He's got Christian vein in his neck. Brown. He's jocked. Yeah. Probably jocked. He's, go. right he's going right into him. He's chest in this entire thing. Swagging out. I mean, they feel as if they're a team that are going to be good for the long haul. For sure. This isn't a whole splash. Let's get a superstar and then they're gone soon. No. Mm-mm. Let's not completely dump our salary cap into a couple people and then get fucked royally whenever one person doesn't want to play anymore. Exactly. This is a team that's been built from the dirt. And it seems like whenever you're built on marble and not built on sand, there's a chance that even if you lose at home in the NBA Finals, you'll bounce back that next game and say, hey, we're still here. Mm -hmm. We are still great. Mm -hmm. And on the precipice of their first ever championship, they have to beat a team that has done the same exact thing in the opposite fashion. So what will Game 4 hold? Will it be another blowout like last night? Or will Hemi do what Hemi has done through this entire playoff run? We shall see. Last night was a snooze fest. We still enjoy it, though. Of course. Stanley Cup Final tonight, we will enjoy that. We got big conversations happening today. I am very pumped about Huge. CC Sabathia will join us. Here we go. Shit. Yeah, baseball's happening, obviously. Mm-hmm. CC Sabathia have something big happening tonight on the MLB network. Uh, they'll be telecasting the Astros and Blue Jays. I don't know if this is supposed to be like a New York game and then the AQI 
Yeah, the AQI. Mm-hmm. Right. Continue to do what the AQI, AQI did, and mm-hmm. it was kind of moved to the Astros. We hope everybody's okay, by the way. Stay right. safe. What's going on with this? It's not good. There is something fishy going on, but... You That's know, one half of the hammer. The yeah. Cowboys, Tone Diggs, who utilizes the internet. Another man who utilizes the internet, uh, the toxic table, at Boston Connor, yeah. and obviously at Ty Schmidt is here. These, this, is we- this is different. This oh, stuff yeah. is this is this doesn't happen. Something's afoot. Something you could say that oh, there oh, might oh. be something going on, and I don't know because I know real lives are being affected by it. But look into it, okay? Because something is going on. Doing research, says the man in the camouflage yeah, Patriots hat exactly. with a sports stooge on his T-shirt. But it is interesting. These pictures we're getting out of New York yeah. and practices being canceled. Mm-hmm. And people being uh, commanded inside. Basically, the weather too piss poor to go outside and breathe. We hope everybody's okay. Uh, let's get through this. Yeah, good luck. Let's get through this. It's wild, though. Stay strong. 14-year NFL vet Adam Pac-Man. Jones is here. Pac, 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 you're the band, pal. Um, let's dive into that basketball game last night, though, Pac, because mm-hmm. your pronoun when it comes to the Nuggets are we an hour mm-hmm. and you said that to Darius Butler like we and you were obviously big time LeBron fan but when this team just sweeps LeBron and the Lakers you can't help but build admiration for them a fanhood for them and you're their fan now for the NBA Finals there was never a doubt last night these dudes are fucking great at bat. it's fun to watch them play boring games yeah. fun to watch them kind of execute and do their thing oh man it was an unbelievable game you asked me the oh, big okay. stars play good <laughs> for Denver they play yeah. good then you had Christian Barnes come in that play unbelievable Brown. Down the stretch, what, Brian? Brown, 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 Brown. He's out there. Yeah. You, you know, you're um, yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah, we, we, that, but to, spelled, you, to, up, to your point, there, yeah. we don't even know who these people are. Exactly, <laughs> they we don't know who they are. There's yeah. coming in. There was somebody that came in the game last night. Reggie, uh, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, I think, had some minutes last night. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was the first time he was on the court. All playoffs mm. came in. I don't know. I mean, there was like this NBA playoffs has been interesting because it hasn't been the superstar driven teams really. I now. Know. Joker, superstar, obviously, two-time yeah. MVP. Yeah, but not on. Jimmy but, Butler, superstar, obviously, absolute yeah. dog. But whenever you talk about who the NBA chooses, I exactly. don't know if it's the NBA, but whoever chooses to just make the league about these people, this is not them at all. And it's kind of the storylines that have been developing and the cooking and the players that we've been introduced to in a style of play. It's like, holy fuck, I didn't know the NBA had this type of stuff going on. Obviously, we all know about Luca. Luca took over there for a little bit because mm-hmm. how slow he's moving mm-hmm. and how it seems like the ball is actually on a string. Yeah. And he's moving in actual slow motion. Yep. But he's shaking people that are much faster <laughs> and more athletic than me. And none of it makes sense. And then you got Kyrie obviously going to his team. But whenever you talk about the old generation of superstars and then the new generation of superstars, when you got like Trey Young in there and Zion mm-hmm. in there, tease and peace, bro. Yeah. Good luck, Zion. This yeah. too shall pass, all right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bingo. This too shall pass. Time heals all wounds. You're going to learn from this, though. You're young. Mm-hmm. Learn from Never going to trust a human ever again in his entire life. Yeah, probably not. That's but fun. also... Learn from this. Do you think the next generation of stars and then the older stars that are kind of have been carrying the league for a long time, you think about like KD and LeBron and them up here. Mm-hmm. It feels like Joker could have fit into both of those. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know yeah. what I mean? Joker could have fit into both of those oh, yeah. promotions and we didn't really hear about it. And it's because I don't think he gives a fuck. Nope. I don't yes. think Joker cares at all if anybody knows about him. He just wants dubs. And even at those games, with how many minutes he's playing, and obviously it was a part of the stat line alongside Jamal Murray there, yeah. he, he looks tired at times. Mm-hmm. For sure. He looks like I've, mm-hmm. I've done a lot of cardio and uh, you know conditioning that we've had to do for teams. And you watch guys who hate it. Mm-hmm. And they clearly <laughs> hate it. And their body's there, but they're not missing a time. You know, so they're like like miserable but getting through right on time. Yeah. It's like there's portions of the game where Joker is just like, 
so fucking exhausted, mm-hmm. not missing a pick and roll, mm-hmm. not missing a pass, not missing a chase down. And then, like, as soon as the ball goes out, he's still, like, exhausted. It's like, he he's very, to the refs, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Are we doing? Uh-huh. He's very invested. I don't, he's entertaining to watch. He so, must watch television. I, and I hate to say this and completely beat this up, but honestly, 30 20 10, first time ever in NBA Finals, he does it all. He's so good at all of basketball. Yes. And he's seemingly a cartoon character of a human. How come we haven't been marketing the fuck out of this guy? I I don't think I get it at all. I think it's because he doesn't dive in and he doesn't want the attention. So maybe that's kind of the reason why, maybe because, you know, Jokic, all he does is, you know, score triple doubles and set records and do all these things that have never been done before. But after the game, he doesn't want to talk about that. He just wants to go home and, What'd to your say? point, talk to his horse. He said, That's, this is just a stat that I'm not worried about. Yeah, I don't get, try, he doesn't. I'm trying to win the trophy. He doesn't give but a shit. Just his a touch, his touch is so crazy. Stat. Yeah, yeah. stat that. Hashtag stat, stat that. That was the thing for a little bit, Pac. You weren't here yet. They were yeah. trying to push that. Amazon. And that kind of just disappeared. Mm-hmm. So we continued to run with it with like things that weren't actually stats, but yeah. people would act like they were stats. So mm-hmm. fun. Because we got into a world where everything was seemingly a stat, even people's opinions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. So we used to just tag those at the end. Hashtag stat, stat that. that. So a hashtag stat, stat that, that of Joker is that he said it's just a stat. Yeah. yeah. Stat that. And you could stat, stat that that. Exactly. Jokic right. is the first person ever to say it's just a stat. Hashtag. Stat that. that. Yeah, we bookend the stat that. Bingo. Yeah. About anything. So he's got great stats all over the place, Mm -hmm. press conferences, but doesn't want to talk. It's almost like if um, he does it differently. Bill Belichick has to talk to the media. Very similar. And Bill Bill Belichick ain't giving nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. Joker's the same way, but he's not miserable. He's just not giving anything. Yeah. Can he speak good English? Do we know it? Does he speak good English? I would imagine he speaks pretty good English, but I think that is just the difference between a guy who's from Serbia and a guy who grew up in the United States. Like, he loves basketball. He wants to win. He doesn't give a shit about, you know, he didn't come over here to make a bunch of money. Like, granted, that's going to come with being a back-to-back MVP. He certainly came over here to make a lot of money. Well, I'm saying, like, (laughs) he did, but, like, if you're as good as he is, like, you're going to make a lot of money. Like, he wasn't wasn't coming over here thinking, like— Strictly for— yeah, like yeah. I, I want to be, I want to be, you know, like in movies and shit like that. Like he All wants right. to be the best basketball player ever, and I'm sure a lot of guys say that. But it's also much different when you come from like a fucking war torn country growing up. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm here for a reason. Yeah. I'm not here to for like the the limelight and to you know kind of thrust myself into shit all the time. Like it doesn't work like that. All right, I want to have my own shoe line by mm-hmm. year ten yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I want to do this. Do I wanna, face again. Want to have this? It's like when Joker comes in. Do you want your own shoe line? On team? I just want to be on team. Yeah. yeah. Shoes that the team gets? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, do wear his, I just want to be on the team. I wonder, that's a little different perspective. Right. Uh, what you're saying is we've gotten soft. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, yeah. Okay, we started worrying about the wrong things. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it feels like Joker's like an old school guy where it's like all he cares about is just basketball. Yeah. And I do like the fact, and although he scored 30 and he scored 40 a couple nights ago, <laughs> can't score 40 again. Yeah, stay under 40. Yeah, because if he scores 40, they will lose. Mm-hmm. That is a stat. Hashtag stat uh, that. three times he scored 40. Three times they have lost. Uh, so that's an incredible thing. He's looking to pass and make a play. Yes. And as somebody that like bets on him potentially on a lot of things, I get real pissed sometimes. Mm. I'm like, hey, Joker, just fucking take it in. You know, he'll be standing at like the top of the key and he's like looking to make like a sick pass. And I'm like, the guy in front of you right now, Joker, <laughs> does not want anything to do with you. No. Just bully that fucking guy and then just do one of your real cool soft touch baby not, hooks not even close to touching the rim <laughs> no. that thing soft is just splashing every single time but all of a sudden he's just, 
looking for a pass this way, and a guy gets an easy layup, and then he... I don't even think he celebrates. It might, like, low five, and he just mm -hmm. dogs back with a straight face. I'm like, God damn, if you're going to do, like, sick passes, at least give me a little, like, little sauce on yeah. it. No sauce. He's just fucking doing everything so perfect, like, teammate-wise. Yeah. I, uh, I really enjoy watching him. Tough to predict how many points he's going to score, though. Very yeah. hard. Yeah, 30 is kind of... You can't do the 35s with Jokic. You got to stick to 30, and then if you really Four aren't sure, assists. you go to 25 and, yeah, take his rebounds. Yeah, so triple-double is almost like a more short bet than his actual Bingo. points. Because just like Spolster said, untrained eyes mm -hmm. per se and let him score. Not you, Ramona. Just in general. People you're hearing it from. <laughs> we don't know if he's going to score 27, though, and then potentially have 35 rebounds. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he won for 21, 35, and 15. <laughs> like, that would be an actual stat somehow. In every, I was trying to watch him work those rebounds, too. Because, you know, rebounding is not just like, like you with Dennis Rodman, you know, you got a good feel for that. Mm -hmm. Like you got to have, as the ball's in the air, you got to have a feel for like where that thing is heading, you know, because we could go, yeah. you know, that whole thing. He's reading shots too, like watching him kind of, because he's not fighting every single time he's boxing. It's not like old school rebound grabbing. He's like kind of on the outside, like reading it, and then boom, just real quick. Yeah. I'm 6'11", 260. Right. I'm looking at the go. And then bang, yeah, he's there. It is, he's fucking phenomenal. And, and the way he moves at his, yes. doesn't make any sense to me either. He should at least have some sort of lumber or like something wrong with his gait. He seemingly doesn't. This dude is an alien. Yeah, yeah, you could make the argument that he's the most skilled basketball player of all time. Well, Kendrick Perkins yeah. said he's the most skilled center of all time. Yeah, I, I think basketball I, player as a whole, you could make the argument. As of right now, I don't know how long his career going to be. We're living in the moment. I'm sick right of us doing this. We're yeah. ESPN yeah. Uh, We love it, though. Right now, yeah, he's the best we don't seen at, at that position. He's best at everything. Yeah. Yeah, but there's, like, different parts to it. Because, like, if he was playing Shaq... It, then it would Shaq it, wouldn't be able to guard him because be if he Shaq yes. go out there like exactly, but Jokic Jokic yeah, wouldn't be able to guard yeah. Shaq. No, he exactly. wouldn't. Yeah. He's getting abused on defense <laughs> yeah. by Shaq. Yeah. A lot of this problem. Yeah, yes. takes away from your offense a little bit. Yeah, but Jokic's pretty good at the fucking. You know, he, yeah, he can he lean. hits the ground. And I think yeah. those tired faces. I think that's all. I think that's a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. I think he's now, like. He's, I don't know, bro. There's man, been a couple of He's six eleven, bro. Bro, if you look at Jimmy Butler face after the game, that was a real. Exhausted, like God damn! I don't know how we gonna pull this one off, bro. Six eleven, dude. He is fuck uh -huh. this big, massive, and he's, just, and he's just running like full. He's running gassers for mm -hmm. forty two minutes. That's all he do. He really is just yeah. the most. I don't want to say like Ben Stein, but kind of like just kind of just yeah. monotone Ben. Mm -hmm. He's a player, though. Yeah, I can't. If they do go on to win it, I can't wait to see what he does. All right, I hope uh, we get a chance to watch him more next year during the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. Does he play games? Uh -huh. Oh yeah, he plays oh, a lot. Yeah, I assume it's tough to make him not play games. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he's going to probably win a few more MVPs with that sixty-five game rule. Yeah, because they're talking about players maybe winning awards without playing actual games yes. and doing the whole. Uh, body rest thing. I'm mm -hmm. gonna ask uh, CC Sabathia about that. By the way, yeah, like he played a long time, 251 wins in the majors, and, Damn. He, and he was one of the like he's in the top 100 of innings pitched all time. Like you know, we talk about now, like guys not throwing as much and like bullpen. Like CC was throwing seven, eight innings every single time he pitched. Damn near. So the more information we learn about all these sports, it feels like the more they want to kind of keep everybody safe. Which yeah. is smart. I think data and analytics lead us to keeping people safe. But I think you also miss on like, miss out on like who the potential Ironmen are. Mm -hmm. So like I think whenever they're like uh, data tracking how many yards everybody's running at practice, yeah. and they're like, okay, 
the DBs today ran five miles. Uh, they ran two miles more than any other position. So on Wednesday, we're going to hold them back. And it's like, okay, that's in theory, that makes sense. But what if one of those guys in there is just like going to be known for as the guy that could just go forever mm -hmm. needs and like needs the yeah. extra five miles. You never take into account like the outliers that are like the need to have all the like need to work, need to do that whole thing in the lieu of like player safety and health. I think it's happening in all sports, like in baseball. I think because they've learned how many times mm -hmm. people normally get injured at so many pitches and Hey, this is what history tells us. And it's not, collecting every, there's outliers in there too mm -hmm. yeah. there's people that that elbows never had to get fixed after a certain amount of thing but in general the average is this it's like well we're not dealing with average we're dealing with professional athletes right so i think everybody should be kind of treated differently so i think like the stats that are trying to keep people safe are also removing potential like legacy iron man type runs from people i think pitching is one of them yeah like i bet you there's some pitchers I would assume just by law of physics, there's probably some pitcher right now that is being rested mm -hmm. and being coddled that their body somehow, for some reason, able to fucking, if they would just let them go. Yeah, mm -hmm. get it. But they'll never let them go because now why would we want to risk somebody blowing out their arm when we just paid them and we have a thicker bullpen? It's like that That stuff is all fascinating to me about how data kind of changes everything. And CC was a guy. He threw. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nowadays, would they let him? Throw as much as you see. Can. I think he is one of those guys who, you know, like the the manager comes out and tries to take the ball from him. And he's like, a, "No, fuck you!" Like <laughs> I'm staying in the game. I'm finishing this inning. But I don't know how many guys are left that are like that. I think guys do just like, "Yeah, you're you're probably right. I should." Because shit, back in the day, like before any of this stuff came, like those guys used to. I mean, like there was no there was no thought of, "Hey, we're going to take you out." It's like. Hey, you're pitching today. You're gonna have to pitch the whole game. Like that's just the way it goes. And now it's like there's no chance you're pitching this whole game. Yeah, very rarely. Even if, like, even hey, you can have the best day you've had. Mm -hmm. yeah. No hitter. At some point, some, one thing goes wrong, you're fucking coming. See, right yeah. It just happened against the Yankees, uh, not yesterday because the game got you know canceled because of the AQI. But two days ago, uh, they were playing the White Sox, and the White Sox pitcher had a no hitter through seven innings, but he had thrown over a hundred pitches, so they took him out after seven. Boom, bingo! I didn't know this happened. Yeah. That is my exact point. Right. What if that guy's supposed to throw 200 pitches? What if the 100 pitches yeah. to this guy is not 100 pitches to other guy. some other guy? Mm -hmm. We don't know that. We just know what the average is of all the guys. It's like some people are fucking built different. different. Yeah. I mean, that is yeah. just... Do they that, limit Otani, do we know? Yeah, definitely. But that's also because he's playing both ways. And like, if he gets hurt, like they're really fucked. Okay. Yeah, but they're not making the playoffs anyway. So well, that Strasburg guy, sure. when he first oh, came yeah. in, he had like a pitch count, yeah. right? Yeah, because he well, had Tommy he, John in college. Oh. Who's who? We just somebody some uh, wasn't Strasburg. Uh, no, Rangers. Um, some big Degrom. Degrom, Degrom just got sat down. Never going to be able to pitch again. They're saying somebody. Yeah, his career might be. Oh, it's too bad. Because he's like the, he's he like the picture the of the guy who, like, if he could stay healthy, like he could have been like a top five guy all time. But just there's so much strain on his arm too. See, but can't... his arm, for instance, right, might, might respond be... in that particular. Some other people's arm yeah. might not have, and I don't know if we ever will because data is telling us we got to. Which I guess makes sense in theory, but then you miss out on potential dogs. Yeah, exactly. like those who have 251 wins in the majors. Is that good? Yeah, uh, yeah, is, very good. I'd say yeah. a Cy Young winner, obviously six-time All-Star, World Series champion, an absolute legend. Tonight on the MLB Network at seven, he'll be hosting a clubhouse edition of the coverage between the Astros and the Blue Jays game. He will have, among other guests, uh, Chris Young, Sierra Santos, and Paul Wall. 
Oh, Paul. Yeah, fuck the ice Paul. Man? See you there. Boom. On Fofos. Yeah, damn right. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, CC Sabathia. Yeah. CC. What's Yo. up? How are you, man? Good. How are you guys doing? I'm great. Thank you. You golf at Augusta? Huh? I see the uh, hoodie you got there. Nah, I just left a lesson. I was at Augusta this year, though, for the first time. I went uh, and uh, watched the tournament, so I got a chance to go down there and hang out. But I got the golf bug bad, man. So I was at a lesson today and just threw this hoodie on. You slaughter golf balls or what? Man, I'm trying. I'm trying to get right for Tahoe. I seen your Instagram the other day, Road to Tahoe. Everybody's everybody's getting locked in right now. So that was my first time last year. Uh, How many times have you been? This will be my third year. So last year was my second year. Okay, so my first year I went out there. I don't think I fully comprehended how serious people are taking it. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't you think that's the same thing? Like your first year you go out there, and then all of a sudden there's like, oh, that's one of those political commentators. Yeah, he's been on the driver range for four hours. <laughs> what? Dude, he's on a... It's guys out there grinding, like on it, like I mean, you know, it, it was. that's how I was the first year. I was like, I'm going to go out here, play this tournament, see what's going on. And I was scared to go on the driver range. Because, like you said, so many guys have been out there three, four hours. You can see the divots. Like, I'm like, should I even hit balls? <laughs> it's intimidating. It's intimidating. I'm happy here. You had the same way. You're fucking CC Sabathia. So I'm happy you felt the same way as me. Me and Connor, I had a. Uh, Maybe indulge in a couple of the uh, baked goods. What? You know what I mean. So I was just starting. To, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just starting to really take off. Getting going. You know what I mean. It was early morning. There's a little bit of dew on the driver range. I look out there. That driver range is packed. Yeah. And everybody has. Packed. There's like swing coaches. Yeah. There was a fucking swing coach. You remember that? Shot tracer. Dude, yeah, they had the, the swing man. And yeah. I'm like, well, we like half not- the guys are taking it fucking serious, and then half the guys are just out there just. Just messing around. You know what I'm saying? Got to find those people. Got to find those people. I was next to Steph Perry. <laughs> Steph had his golf coach. He had the swing man. He had some, like, golf fix, like, pool noodle shit oh, yeah. on the thing. <laughs> Doing drills. And my driver range right next to him, and I'm like, I don't need to ruin this guy's day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I should not. He's going to win this. I am not. Anyways, happy to hear you got the golf bug, as do I. We'll see you out at Tahoe. You're an absolute legend. Thank you for joining us. Uh, let's talk about this particular MLB season, and we chatted about it just beforehand. You know, analytics have kind of taken over everything. In football, it's taking over practice reps and how much people run and they track everything. Uh, in basketball, the resting players, obviously, and that's become a full conversation about having to play 65 games to win any awards. And in baseball, and I, I don't follow as closely as like my guy Ty here, who's a massive fan of yours. He can't wait to chat with you. But like Ty talked about how back in the day, it was like, hey, you're going to pitch this game. This is your game. Go win this fucking game. And if we need to bring somebody out at the end, we will. Now it's like there's no chance you're going to pitch an entire game pretty much. At what stage was that? And do you think we're missing out on some guys that might be like Iron Man type uh, pitchers because the analytics are holding people back? Or am I misreading the whole situation, CC? No, I, th- I think you're dead on. And I think, uh, you know, like you said, when I, when I got the ball, when it was time for me to pitch, it was it, until I got to the Yankees, it was like it was my game. And when I got to the Yankees, it was like, okay, I'll I'll give it up. I'll give the ball up to Mo. So I'm going eight <laughs> innings, you know, every time unless and, and until Mariano's getting the ball. So yeah, I mean, I think the way um, you know, kids are coached now in analytics, it's go out and throw your best pitch as hard as you can for as long as you can, which is about four and a half, five innings, and then we'll get somebody else in here to come in and, and do the same thing. So nobody's really a starter anymore. It's more like long relievers, if you if you really think about it. Mm. So the t- but the but the teams that are there at the end in October always have three starters. 
So, you know, you watch the Astros, you watch the Phillies, you watch these teams that play, you know, deep into the playoffs every year. It's always the teams that traditionally can pitch in deep. The starters can pitch deep into the game and then the bullpen is rested. So they're fresh for those games in October and be able to go out and perform. We read that in high school, like you were obviously an incredible tight end and Mm -hmm. athletic and everything like that. Do you think the reason why you're like, yeah, I'll give the ball to Mo. Uh, I'm not giving it. Do you think it's because you're just uber competitive human being? Is that kind of how you are and everything? Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, like, you know, I used to always tell Joe Girardi, I'm like, me with 120 pitches is better than anybody you got in that bullpen besides Mariano. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't give a damn who you got warming up. If, unless it's Mo coming in, I, like, I can finish this. That's That was just the way I was, you know, brought up and taught to taught to pitch. I mean, ever since I was 8, 9, 10 years old, if there was a big game to be pitched, I'm pitching that game, and I'm probably going to finish that game. So whenever you're, uh, like, going through a season long, hey, you guys play so many fucking games. Too many. We do. <laughs> See, so many games. I mean, you have 251 wins. Like, that's so many games. Think about that. Nine innings, like, the whole production that's happening at the stadium. Double headers sometimes. You got, those, you got pierogies <laughs> racing in the outfield. Uh, you got fireworks happening. 251 times, OCC stepped on the bump. One. Thank you all for coming. You're welcome. That is so many games in there. How did you, what was your routine? Did you work out all year round? How did you have like, uh, how many surgeries did you have to have? Like, what was the routine and how did you keep your arm alive? Well, when I was younger, the routine was really bad. It was just, you know, I worked out during the season and that was it. Um, <laughs> most, of, most of the time in the off season, it was fried chicken, Hennessy, and whatever else I could get my hands on. So, <laughs> Um, as I got older and the injury started to pile up, you know, my knee, um, I had a toe surgery. I ended up having about, I think eight or nine surgeries on my knee. Um, and then I ended up having one final surgery on my shoulder, very last pitch I threw, but my routine got better as I got older. Um, I started working out year round and I think it, it shifted, you know, in my career, I played 19 years at the beginning of my career. When I came up in 99, 2000, it was, you know, you, we use spring training to get ready. You know, you got those six weeks. You use that six weeks to do all your running and everything. You get ready for the season. As I got older, mid-2000s, you know, uh, late-2000s, it's like, no, you need to be ready to go day one of spring training. We started throwing bullpens, you know, before spring training started later in my career. So, um, you know, it, it was one of those things where it was a, a year-round workout, and um, that that got to be, you know, wearing on me and a grind on me where – you know, it was more work for me off the field to to go pitch six, seven innings. You know, my routine was three or four hours before the game. So I would I would start, you know, my routine like 4.15 for a 7 o'clock game, whether it was getting in the hot tub, you know, getting massages, all these different things I had to do to get ready was why I was ready to retire. Hey, sustained greatness, man, requires a lot of, you know, commitment. Adam Vinatieri, for practice, on, like, Wednesdays, he'd be kicking, like, 10 balls in practice. We're talking, like, three and a half hours of, like, we got to work on this, we got to work on this, we got to get this, we got to get that. And it's like every little part has to kind of be loosened up. I assume very similar for the pitching. And you said 19 years. There's a lot of time there where not only the game can grow the conversation can grow the little games you know inside the game can grow so this was a big conversation i was learning about this spider attack thing 
Fucking awesome, okay? <laughs> so when I learned of this just a couple of years ago, I didn't even know this thing was existing. Then they started checking for it. Now it's a full pat-down happening mm -hmm. in between innings. Yeah. Now it's they're still looking, but guys are still unable to get in there. How long has that type of stuff been a part of the game? I assume since you came into the league, that stuff was happening, and probably long before that. And how much of a, how much of a difference can that actually make to a pitcher uh, at the end of the yeah. day? I mean, the sticky stuff has been around forever, obviously, right? But spider tack, like you, I had just learned about it too. Like I had no idea <laughs> about spider tack. Hey, that was like and deer antler spray for us in the NFL. Yeah. We, we all learned yeah. about deer antler spray. We're like, damn, everybody, <laughs> what was this stuff we and missed I, out on? I was so pissed off because the guy that was making it, I was close with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's a guy that I know that like I sat in his office all the time and like I was around him a lot. So I'm I'm kind of pretty pissed off at him that he didn't offer me the fucking spider. I'm like, how did I miss out on this shit? But like, yeah, I mean, it was a huge difference between spider tack and actual like pine tar or rosin and and uh, rubbing alcohol. Or um, a lot of guys like to use uh, would use um, like shaving cream or or uh, sunscreen and you know um, rosin that that makes things sticky. So that's what uh, Scherzer just got. Um, suspended for he had uh a rosin stick and out al and rubbing alcohol so that you know that that makes the ball real sticky what spider tag did was actually making pitchers better you know you can see the rpms and uh the spin rates just you know going through the roof with uh with the stuff that they were using but like you said i was it was all brand new to me too i had no idea about spider tag and i'm pretty pissed off because it was going on while i was playing and i Definitely could have used it. <laughs> so it was. How long do you think it's been around? Do you think it was just like a couple guys that knew about it, and they were kind of? No, apparently it was a lot of guys that knew about it, and it was going on for a long time. Um, but like I said, I mean, I, I, for me, I never used. I didn't even use the rosin bag. It was just the sweat I used for my ham. And I, you know, I'm a big guy. I was always out there sweating. I could sweat in the snowstorm, so <laughs> I, could, I could just always just grab sweat right here and just rub the ball up. So I never really. I was never really in the sticky stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't a conversation that I was in. It was kind of one of those things where if you knew, you knew, and if you didn't, you didn't. Okay, so in that vein of conversation about baseball, which I think is one of baseball's best things, is just all the shit outside of it. I didn't grow up in the baseball community, so like learning of all this stuff very publicly happening outside, like when the trash can thing came in about like mm -hmm. calling signals. And I, I knew that if somebody was on second base, they're trying to catch the catcher and then they're potentially trying to tell the batter. Like, I think even kids do that, like youth yeah. baseball. Oh, yeah. Like I saw that like high school, I think. So whenever I learned about the garbage cans and then they were talking about maybe some electronic skeletons mm -hmm. wrong people and they had buzzers and all this type of, type of shit, like how deep does that stuff go? And as a pitcher, how, when, at what point do you have to figure out that they're on to you or can you not do that i don't i mean sometimes you you can I, for me i could only tell if guys were on to me from second base if they can get my signs from second like that's just something that you can feel as a pitcher with the i guess you know the well, I, don't, I don't even know if that's true with the buzzards and jet passing passing said that was not true yeah, yeah it didn't happen yeah that's what i'm saying I don't, I don't think that that was true but with the trash cans and stuff we had we had no idea and it makes it tough for a pitcher when you know, you get you actually like kind of live streaming the signs. You know, I think that's where it's, it makes it a little more difficult to defend as opposed to a guy at second base where you can change up the signs. Or if a guy is getting your signs at second base, it's kind of on you. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's on the pitcher, that's on the catcher, that's on the that's on the team that's on defense. So, but with a you know a camera looking into the signs and 
you know, the trash cans and all of that, that's a little, you know, undefensible. Yeah, it seems like, all right, you know, like we were doing this. <laughs> right, everyone's doing it. Mm-hmm. What you guys just did too far. Too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Too much. We're FaceTime and we're streaming. It's just no way to defense it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no way for me. I, whatever sequence I change it to, you already have it. Yeah, so there's no way to beat it. We're not actually competing here anymore. Like you, <laughs> yeah, you like you get my shit. Okay, cool. We adjust. That's competition. You get it live in stream while I'm adjusting. I mean, what do you want? Fuck. Well, what am I, we are we're playing a one side game all of a sudden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that but the garbage can thing, like, um, feels like if I'm a pitcher, they okay, I would be able to hear the bang. That's why. I know. And do you think this type of stuff is still happening? I assume this type of stuff and like the the rosin stick, like this stuff's going to happen forever, no matter what takes place with the MLB, no matter what the rulings are. I think guys will always figure out a way to play within the rules. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes guys are, you know, within that gamesmanship of playing within the rules, guys will get get out, you know, sometimes. And, you know, you see suspensions. But, um, I I mean, I'm sure guys are still getting signs from second base. Absolutely. I have no idea if, you know, guys are doing, you know, to the level it was, you know, 2015, 16, 17. Um, I don't think so. You know, they have monitors. MLB has monitors down in the du- in the dugout, um, kind of all over this thing. So I don't think you can really get away with it the way you could back then. Um, but in that gamesmanship within the the rules, guys are always going to try to figure out to get it, how to get an edge. You know? Yeah, Bill Belichick has actually made an entire career. Yeah, hell yeah! And at one point, he was lining <laughs> off. It worked out pretty well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say. Yeah. I'd say, <laughs> say so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So we're done? Yeah. Ty Schmidt, diehard Yankee fan, big-time fan of yours, has a couple questions. Yeah, CC, we had A-Rod on, I think, last week or a couple weeks ago and, and talked about, you know, when he first came to New York, the amount of, like, media bullshit that he had to deal with with his star power and, and all that kind of stuff. And I don't think ever, anyone ever really talks about it with you, but at the time when you signed with the Yankees, you know, you come from Cleveland and Milwaukee, two smaller markets. You signed the biggest deal in the history of baseball for a pitcher at the time. And then right when you get there, lead the MLB and wins your first two years, you know, win a World Series. Like, was it difficult coming to a a, a big uh, market like New York from those two smaller places? Like, did you have to deal with any bullshit that you weren't expecting? And also, what do you think the Yankees need to do to get over the hump and win another fucking World Series? <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll start with me. I mean, you know, it was hard for me before I got here because I never wanted to come to New York. I never wanted to play in New York. I never, you know, with all the media and everything that goes on around um, the Yankees, um, you know, A-Rod and Derek were having their thing at the time. Um, I just didn't want to be a part of it. So I did everything I could to try to avoid being a Yankee. Um, Brian Cashman, we had a couple of meetings and he was so convinced that it would work for me in New York that he was like, I'll let you opt out after three years. I'm so convinced that you're going to love it here. Your family's going to love it here. He came inside my living room and sold it to me. And, and, you know, I trusted him. But that next morning after we agreed to the deal and, and I signed, it was, uh, you know, I was, I was, uh, I went to bed and this was back when Sports Center on the side of the, the TV, it had like every topic they were about to talk about for the next whatever. And my name was every single one. And I woke up, I looked at my wife, I was like, what the fuck did we do? <laughs> <laughs> this might have been a mistake, but as soon as I got to spring training, it was, you know, it was like being at home. Derek was, was cool. Me and Andy hit it off right away. Uh, Mariano, uh, me and Jorge became, you know, great fit, friends right away. 
So it made it super easy. And to be honest, that that very first spring training, um, you know, we had uh, in 2009, that was the year when um, I think A-Rod had, had came up with a positive uh, PED test. So my very first day of spring training, it was a press conference with him. So I kind of like flew under the radar because all of that stuff was going on. And I kind of figured out like with all of these stars here, like I can kind of just fly under the radar. Nobody's like checking for me. You got Derek, you got Mo, you got all these guys that they're going to come ask questions to before they ask you your question. So it kind of took a lot of pressure off me where coming from those smaller markets, you're the guy. You need to go out and win 20 games every year. You need to go out and throw shutouts all the time. And I kind of figured out pretty quick with the Yankees that if I can just slide in and do my little part, these guys are pretty fucking good. They've already won four championships. If I can do my little part, we can win. We can win pretty quick. And and I figured that out like after the first month and and was smooth selling. And speaking of winning, can they win again? You think Ty's Ty's heartbroken, you know, because the hey, Cece, you know it. I know it. Wow. <laughs> Not worried about that. But. but they became the talk of New York. The Mets yeah. became yeah. the talk of New York because Cohen is spending what he's doing. What more than yeah? What Steinbrenner used to do. Yeah, yeah. He, he's doing the he's sure. taking the Yankee model from back in the day and implementing now the World Series Classic. Obviously, takes away the trumpets, which is mm-hmm. massive part of tough. the entire thing. And. Yeah. He'll be back better than ever next year. I'm, I'm <laughs> over that. Will. But are the Yankees, you think, what do the Yankees need to do to win again? Because Ty, I think, would really enjoy that for his life, and I think his wife would enjoy that as well. I just think we need to be healthy. Like, we haven't been healthy all year for a long time. You know, having Severino back in our rotation, you know, obviously Cole is a top three pitcher in the league, but he can't do it himself. You know, Severino is a stuff guy. He's one of those guys that, has some of the best stuff in the league. So when he gets his legs up under him and we can, you know, give him the ball in game two and you get Nestor healthy, um, you get Judge back healthy for, you know, um, a full season. He was looking better than he did last year, um, you know, this last six weeks of of game. So um, I think this team is primed and ready. If you look at Rizzo without the shift, he's hitting 300. Um, You know, these guys are – they're locked in. So I think, you know, I'm always going to go with my guys, and I always believe that they can win. I just think they need to be healthy, man, and, and that's the biggest thing. Yeah, hey, good luck out there. Yeah, yeah. go get him. Hope you guys stay healthy. He judge you back ASAP. He was hitting the ball so far. Bombs. Oh, yeah. I mean, locked in. So what are you guys? You guys eye to eye? No, he's taller than me. How tall are you? 6'6". Six, six. Jesus. Damn. What did you weigh whenever you were throwing uh, baseballs? Man, when I was I was an offensive tackle, bro. I was three thirty. <laughs> did you feel like you had to be that big to throw? I did. The one year uh, I got, I think it was like two thousand and thirteen. I got down to like two sixty five. I was feeling good. Like got a new uniform, all this shit. Came to spring training, I was throwing like eighty three. <laughs> Damn, it was just like I was falling all over the mound, all this shit. I was like, yeah. I got back to 290 before spring training was over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when I was uh, when I was moving ball was much different than you. I got like real thin at one point, and I I didn't feel like I could kick the ball as far. I was like, well, I guess I just got to be a fat guy doing this whole thing. <laughs> and then I got into like great shape later, and it was like, oh, this is what I should have been doing oh. the whole time. You know, Oops. like that's being, what happened. Yeah. After I retired, I got in a great shape, and I was like, oh, okay, this is this is the mass I needed because I always say mass <laughs> equals mass equals gas. You know what I'm saying? Hell like, yeah. I need, I need a big ass to throw hard. Hey, you went through the gas I, era, didn't you? 
you went through the yeah. gas era, I guess, right? Yeah. Did you know when you were thrown to a guy that was uh, eating more needles than actual protein <laughs> shakes? <laughs> Did you know? You know what? It was it was it was uh, pretty it was pretty uh, obvious back then because the, like I said early in my career, the guys that weren't doing stuff came into spring training and got ready during that time, and then the guys that were doing whatever they did. We're working out year round, so the, you could you could see the bodies. You could tell in the bodies the different. They were way different. Yeah, those balls too were going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they was going different. It was entertaining, though. Hey, <laughs> yes. Hey, I want to let you know, as somebody that's not in the baseball world, and uh, hopefully we become friends. Don't really have many friends in the baseball world, so I just kind of have to compress some guilt for people <laughs> that might get sick that I don't know. <laughs> I'm a big proponent of let the boys juice. Yeah. <laughs> fall, fall. You know what I mean? I now, it's not good health-wise. I understand. It's not good long-term. I don't know many of the guys. Nope. Hope they're okay, though. Hope they figure it out. What? But, damn, that little run of baseball, uh -huh. when seemingly everybody was juiced to the gills in the MLB, was like, no, you're not. You know, <laughs> they're going out there. I mean, it was uh -huh. talking to Todd. So much fun. It was It was. In, it was it was entertaining, man. It was definitely entertaining for sure. I guess you're on the side of where you hate seeing batters have success. They're changing the ball, right? Now we got a whole new ball, or no? No, I'm I'm more, I'm on the, I'm on the side of offense. I hate watching a fucking one to nothing game. Who wants to sit at the park and watch nobody score a run? <laughs> like I want to see guys mashing baseballs all over the field. Like I'm for offense, so yeah. No, I mean I, I want to see Judge. I want to see Otani. I want to see Trout. I want to see these guys going deep. Jordan Alvarez, like. I want to see the hitters, man. Hey, Shohei's the greatest baseball player of all time. That's crazy. Already happened. The best player ever to, to ever play baseball. Do you think ever. that? Okay, hold on. Shit, your words mean a lot more than mine. I, yeah. I just say that. Oh, dipshit in the tank top. <laughs> that doesn't know that. You saying that, though, means a big deal. I, how could he, like, he's doing stuff, I guess, like Babe Ruth is the, the closest comparison because pitching and hitting, but he's past Babe Ruth, I think, in the pitching department, like, way, way past Tenfold. what he's been able to do, right? Yeah, I mean, and you got to just look at the caliber of athletes that he play, that he's playing against right now. You know, I mean, he's a top five hitter and he's a top five pitcher in the league at a time when the players are better than they've ever been. Guys are throwing 105 miles an hour right now. So fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if guys are hitting balls further than they've ever hit them, harder than they've ever hit them, and he's the best at, at all of that. <laughs> so he he's, he's the fastest. He hit the ball the hardest. He throws the ball the hardest, like, He's playing little league out there. He's the he's the best player to ever play. Seems to be super humble too, right? Doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He does. Feels I've like had a Joker. Feels like Jokic. Feels like Jokic. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I had a couple conversations with him and super humble, but laser focused on and, and and understands like what he is and and what he needs to do to be ready every day to play baseball. It's crazy, man. So you were speaking Japanese to him. Ohio. Absolutely not. But I, I had Adam Jones with me who played in Japan for three years. So he had a little, he was doing a little translation thing for me. Nice. How do you, do you start with just hello or a longer sentence when it's gone? I, I never, yeah. I never really knew how to operate with the translator. Thankfully didn't have to utilize it much with like teammates in our sport. Yeah. It's not a lot of different languages, baseball, a lot of different mm -hmm. languages happening, soccer, a lot of different languages happening in the dugout. So I think there's more trans. Do you go like, Hey, how are you doing? I'm a big fan. And then what if translator doesn't deliver it with the proper, <laughs> you know, what if it's like, yeah, Hey, 
He's a, a big, big fan. fan. <laughs> like, uh, are you watching how the delivery goes, or how? how, how no, you, all, you you always watch how the delivery goes, and you always, always got to make sure that you're cool with the translator and un- that make them understand how big of a fan you are. You know what I'm saying? So you 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 really talk through the. I mean, obviously you talk through the translator, but <laughs> you make them understand. You know how big this is for you, and then they can re- relay that message. God, you just get one asshole translator. Yeah, yep. exactly. It's over. <laughs> this guy said you'll never throw a baseball yeah. like because you <laughs> suck. <laughs> he said, "Thank you. Have a good day." Fuck off. I don't want to say anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say anything. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> Japanese is a completely different language too. I went over there yeah, for the is. USO. That that ain't even like a sound. Like you can guess what the words are. That one's very, very different. That is it's nothing you can pick up, right? Nothing. Have you been over there? No, not yet. Bro, very nice. I, I would recommend going. I don't know if they love all Americans, you know, because there was some shit that happened mm. way back in the day. I think there's oh, some yeah. some people that still view it that way, but I think they love baseball players. They love wrestlers. They mm-hmm. like the, there's a lot oh, of those yeah. types of things. You go over there though; they don't all speak English, and it is not like the signage for stuff isn't like bathroom this way. The arrows. It is complete. It's a completely different world. I mean, is I've never seen anything like it before. Everybody's super kind though. To yeah. Me. yeah. We got very boozed up. There were some penguins walking what? around. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. And they created Sho- Shohei fucking Otani. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm supposed to take the family over it uh, first week of August, so we'll see. You're just doing like a family vacation to Japan? Family vacation to Japan. When I retired, the Yankees gave me a trip to Japan. My youngest kid is... Uh, is huge and it's like Japan culture and, and wants to go to Japan really bad. So the Yankees gave us a trip. Obviously COVID happened and all that stuff. So we were thinking about using it this, this summer. So hell yeah. Hey, your kid's a stud, uh, right? Isn't the kid a stud baseball player? The little one is, but the oldest one, yeah, he's a, he's a uh, freshman at Georgia tech. Now he's in Martha's Vineyard playing uh, in the NECBL for the summer. So, yep, he's a, uh, he's a stud. So I'm looking forward to seeing him this summer too. What position are we pitching? He plays first base. And he just he's he's thick. He's a hitter. I told you I like to see offense, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think you'd have success. <laughs> I don't yeah. want you. To, I don't want to watch all these boring games. Okay, <laughs> yeah. throughout your entire, you're not going to pitch. You're going to hit the shit. Look how cool he looks. <laughs> he's big, tall. <laughs> he gets that from his mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I doubt it. Tone has a question for you. Speaking of CC, I love the commercial. I believe it's with him and you with the VR and the batting using the VR and putting the thing on the actual bat. Like other sports, I don't I don't know how it translates to VR, but I assume baseball. Like, are guys actually using the VR to practice? Yeah, you know what the uh, kids use it a lot. So my kid, uh, my oldest, Karsten, his best friend brought brought it over one year. It was like three or four years ago, um, before one of their big games. They had like a big rivalry game. It was their junior year. They put the VR thing on, and both of them had three or four hits in the game. So they like swore by it. And then, um, you know, it, the year he was a senior, they allowed New Jersey kids to do NIL uh, deals. The the people that made up that um, win reality uh, Oculus. Um, good call. Hey, good Dan call back. Dan O'Dowd was a um, he was a, the the general manager, the assistant general manager of the Indians when I got drafted. Whoa. So I've known him since I was 17 years old. So. Reached out, you know, me and Carson did the commercial, and uh, they came out pretty good. I thought people, yeah. you know, reacted to him well. And, you know, for me and him to get to do um, something together is awesome. And, and 
to be honest, th- these are this is the shit that goes on in our house. Honestly, like <laughs> these are the conversations that we have. We're always dragging on each other, so it's, it's a real natural thing for us. Hell yeah, that's a right. That's the right way to do it. That's why the content's so good. I've seen that thing. It's been marketed for a few years because I've been in yeah. that Oculus. There's a boxing game in there called Thrill of the Fight, and you get in there and you're boxing against a simulated human being tough but it's a full workout i mean it's like the physics of it is real like when you actually punch the guy the thing vibrates and they're punching you back and obviously you don't feel it which is right the best type of fighting i've ever <laughs> experienced in my life no chance of me getting hit 100 percent chance of somebody else getting hit but i'm in their box i'm getting in good shape and then there'll be like marketing because obviously everything that we have listens to us about virtual reality and that win reality thing started getting marketed like two years ago i think and it wasn't easy to purchase it wasn't easy to get i think it was like kind of a beta model and then once you like start seeing the videos it's like i think this would potentially translate into actual baseball so what i'm hearing you say is if i get that And I'm fucking, you know what I mean? I'm hitting dingers. Maybe, you know, maybe I missed out or it'll just translate immediately to the MLB if I get signed. It might translate. You might might be able to go go right to double A. Hey, I played in the Frontier League one time, CC. (laughs) Pulled a hammy and broke my thumb. Yeah. First at bat, jammed, boom, bang, broken thumb. Tried to get to first base, pulled a hammy. It's tough sport, you guys play. <laughs> tough sport. Pac-Man has a question for you. CC, with the pitch count, what you think uh, the pitchers from when you play and right now, what is the difference? I know it's to speed up the game, but do you think it's a pro or a con as a, a pitcher? I think I, I like the pitch clock, and I think uh, it just it it speeds up the little you know garbage stuff in the game. Guys stepping out, adjusting their batters, you know, batters uh, gloves. Um, you know, the pitcher stepping off and walking around the mound, all those little things. Um, just gets them in a better rhythm. And, you know, I heard you guys talking earlier about, you know, pitch counts and Strasburg and all these different guys. Um, I think starters will come back with the pitch clock because I think you can't just okay. – you know, I, I don't think you can load up and just throw the ball as hard as you can, you know, get the ball, take 45 seconds, walk around the mound and throw the ball as hard as you can. You're going to have to get in a rhythm and, you know, have a rhythm to your your start. And, and those that allows you to pitch deep into the game. If you, you know, you watch some of these better starters, they're going six, seven, eight innings now with ease because of the pitch clock. And it's, you know, it's speeding up the hitters and it's allowing the pitcher to get in a better rhythm. So you'll see the starter come back in like three or four years because of the pitch clock. How scared would you be if this is what you saw? <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I would just throw it right at your front shoulder. Yeah, well, I'm getting out of the way. I'm eating. <laughs> I'm rolling the shoulder like Floyd, and I'm out there. The pitch clock was supposed to change the game, though, completely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Has it, you think? It has. It has. I mean, I think, you know, if you look at the, the game times, I think it was, you know, 319 last year down to 241, 247. Um, that's huge, you know, yes. uh, just, being able to, just being able to take, you know, I, the amount of families that I saw at the ballpark, you know, early in the year during the school year, during the week had changed. You know, if you know that the game it's a 645, 6, 630 start, you know the game's going to be over by 9 o'clock. You'll take your family to the game instead of, you know, the game being over at 10, 1030 on a school night and the kids can't go. So you've, you've seen, you know, families come back. You've seen attendance go up um, because of the, the, the time of the game. And, you know, even watching games on TV now um, is a lot better because – you know, of the pitch clock, and it's, you know, two and a half hours. I like that there's potential strategy in there, too, that's only going to grow. Yep. You know, anytime you get really high 
performing human beings a some sort of constraint yeah. or like something that gets added in there, they're going to figure it out. You know, like I, I'm yep. excited to see which pitchers figure it out, mm-hmm. which batters figure mm-hmm. it out. You know, I'm sure there's some batter game that's going to be developed. It's just an added strategy piece, which I think we all enjoy. Last question here, CC. Thank you so much for your time from Connor. Yeah, CC. You talked about your time in New York, and as a Red Sox fan, that was the only time in my life I absolutely hated you. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, was there a time where you kind of realized that that rivalry between the Red Sox and the Yankees was a little different? And do you think that it still has kind of the status of of what it used to when you were playing that I, I realized right away, like, like uh game one um, in April uh, 2009, because we had signed all these guys. I came in, AJ came in, Nick Swisher came in, Tex came in. So we were the favorites to, you know, be, be good and win the division. We hadn't got off to a great start. And I show up to the, my very first start in Fenway as a Yankee, and it's like a it's like a playoffs, like a World Series start. It's, but it's like April twenty fifth. You know what I'm saying? So, like right away, you you get the gravity of what this rivalry is, and and I loved it. I love being in, being right in the middle of that when when it's intense, when it's fights, when it's you know guys throwing at you know Josh Beckett throwing at Derek Jeter. So now I'm hitting the big poppy. Like that's all. I love being in that and a part of that. You feed off of that when you go to Fenway. Um, when they come into Yankee Stadium, you know it's going to be a dogfight. And the thing about those games are they're never over. Like, we can be up 9 to nothing in the third inning in Fenway, and we still, we're still in the dugout like, we need to get these outs. We need to, you know, Big Pop, we can't let Big Pop, we can't let Mookie get on base or, like, all these different strategies in a 9 to nothing game. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's fun to play in that rivalry. And, and I think it's always going to have the prestige of – you know, being sports top rivalry. And I think, you know, it goes in waves, I, I feel like. I feel like right now the Yankees' biggest rivalry is, is Tampa. But as soon as Boston comes back and, and has some good players and get right back up at the top of the division, then it'll, it'll be right back there. Shit talk is back completely. Yeah. I love that. Uh, you said, you know, now i got to throw a big poppy. Like, is that just something that's just understood? Like, you just <laughs> Does anybody have to tell – nobody has to tell you, like – Hey, yeah, you saw what happened. So, you know, we got to do. Or is that just kind of like something that's just understood? Now, most people will always tell me, like, okay, you've seen what happened, so please don't do it right now. And I'd be like, nah, fuck that. I'm hitting the next person right now. Okay, <laughs> so, so that was, it was, it was always like, see, we know, but you can you please, we need you to stay in the game. I'd be like, no, they hit my guy. I need to hit their guy. And the one time that I, I used that example of Jeter and, and Big Poppy. So they hit Jeter, I hit Big Poppy. And after the game, Big Poppy texted me on my because me and him are really close. We always have been. He texted me, he was like, that's the way you do it. That's the way you protect your teammates, blah, 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 blah. So he, you know, he understood the rivalry just as much as I did. And um that's what made it fun. I love the fact that you oh, you're gonna hit our guys when I'm on the okay. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, you hit oh, one no, of my guys. Know, we'll I'm, see. I'm coming right back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you hit Jeter. Yeah, big mistake. Oh. <laughs> okay, where is the uh Poppy's four down. All right, we will. You, you're right. We will wait. We will wait. We will do this whole thing. Whenever you're, is it shoulder? Are you back? What is the, when you're aiming at somebody, middle finger fastball, what is the thought? Because obviously, very fucking dangerous. You hit a guy in the head. Can't have that happen. Yeah, no. It, it, was, it was always, for me, it was always lower. 
I would always try to hit you like like in your shins or your knees oh. somewhere where it's like, you know what I'm saying? Where like it's a bone somewhere. I don't want to get like a meaty spot. Like I'm trying to get somewhere where it's like a bone somewhere. Yeah, smart. Hey, listen, not going to kill him, but also yeah. they're going to remember me. Kill, right? gonna do yeah. it, do it. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you, man. Good luck tonight. Third season of MLB Tonight Clubhouse Edition. It'll be at 7 p.m. on the MLB Network. CC will be hosting. And once again, can't stress this enough. Paul Wall. Yeah. Paul Wall. Hey, Paul he's, Wall, hey he's still doing it? You're, you're just friends with Paul Wall? Is that how that works? Oh, yeah. That's my guy. So he's a big Astros fan. So we uh, we thought he'd have him on. Tell him we need another song. Yes. We yeah. need at least one more, like, <laughs> like a retirement song or yeah. something. And tell him thank you for all the years he kind of yeah. got us through in the college age. What a legend. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, just like you, you, C.C. Sabathia. Yeah, C.C. From Natick in Ohio, might be an alien. This yeah. man has accomplished so much in his life. He's a college football national champion. He's Ooh. a Super Bowl champion. What? He's won at the Ryder Cup. He's the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. He's currently the reigning, defending, undisputed, shout out to Paul Heyman, champion of the state of Ohio, COVID survivor, father of 10, potential extraterrestrial, AJ Hawk. Yay! Yay! Oh! AJ, see this video just made its way on the internet. What the fuck's going on? I did. Why do we have video of the craft falling, but we don't have any video of the 8 to 10 foot beam that these people claim they saw? Because they only had a, uh, uh, a wired in phone in the yeah. kitchen. Landline. Yep. Yeah. They didn't, yeah, landline. They didn't have the, uh, they actually had the uh, nine. Yep. One. Dial it up. One. And then there's a thing. Mm -hmm. They and tried getting their Polaroids, but they couldn't get it fast enough. Bingo. They tried yeah. to shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. And then once they, they shook it too hard. <laughs> yep. it, was you know, and it was shook. It was shook too much. It was gone. Man. Eight foot. So anyways, that's happening. Also in sports, uh, Joker just buried. Joker and Jamal yes. Murray just buried the Miami Heat last night. Yep. Yes. Now, Spolstra yeah. and the boys are talking about effort afterwards. This is the same conversation yep. that the Nuggets were having after game two after they lost at home. And I think the effort thing could potentially be fatigue as well. We are very deep into this NBA yeah. season. Yes. Remember, they have played a full NBA season already and then almost a whole nother one in this playoff series, especially the Miami Heat who have gone to game seven, game seven, playing game, playing game, and they're all yep. the way here. You could be potentially tired, but... Larry O'Brien Trophy does not care if you're tired. Mm -mm. You're going to have to earn this thing. You're not going to get it handed to you. Feels like the Nuggets are going to win their first, A.J. Hawk. Yeah, it does. I mean, what happens next game, I guess? I, I was hoping for the Heat to win this one, but, man, like, I don't know. It just feels like Denver's too good. Joker's too good. He facilitates everything. Everything, like, I don't know. They're they're a special team. I, I Are they going to be able to keep this core team around for a while? Because I think Denver could be a problem for, for a little – for the future. I think we get them on TV if yeah, they yeah. do it during the season, so maybe we can poke in and go, oh, that's the fucking champions right there. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. the champions makes are fun. Sense. Um, it does make sense. They got a six foot eleven guy who runs like he's five foot eleven. What why is that person doing <laughs> that? <laughs> why is that human able to do that? No other humans at his size are able to do that for a sustained amount of time. Hmm. What what is going on with that thing? How? That's hmm. a that's an anomaly. That's a specialty. What the fuck is that thing? And then that's like what I want to watch sometimes, which is why this video out of Vegas. Mm -hmm. uh, He's almost good. eight feet tall as well. With his AJ, hands I know you want to talk about the alien video, okay? We get it. We get it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're real. I don't. I don't really care too much about aliens one way or the other. I feel what? crazy. Come on. But this happens May first, and we're just hearing it now. You think of the age of the internet that hits us instantly. We know hours later. Well, we might have yeah. seen it. Remember, 
My birthday was May 2nd. Too much. Yeah. May 4th. Right. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yep. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that's happened in our internet. You know, sports have happened. Of course. Mm-hmm. Playoffs. So maybe that's it. We missed it. Maybe. But also. That's on us. Also, what if they men in black everybody's shit? True. Yeah, right away. A 30 you know I mean? day, that would be so day. sweet if we found out that was real. Like, how sweet would that be? So cool. I'm walking in there and they have the fucking boo boo, and I'm like, oh, I've seen this in the movie. I shut my eyes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to do. Just shut your eyes. Yep. What if you What if you wink at him? He's like, oh, only got me one way. You yeah, know, you yeah. Don't yeah. lose oh, half. Oh, oh yeah. that wouldn't be good. Everything's kind of faded. You fucks ever see a guy do this? <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> try half of it. Are we the right people to have a conversation with extraterrestrials? I think so, uh, for sure. Yes. I think we're the ones, right? Yeah. Aren't we? Or Elon, mm-hmm. since he's from there. We the ones, dude? I think yeah. so. The bloodline. <laughs> we would like to formally be the show that gets to talk to said alien that arrives here whenever it arrives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We yeah. would like the most athletic one yeah. so that we can kind of bond over. Sure. For sure. Athletics. Sports. Right. And sport. Yeah, and but stuff he's still, hey, can't play. Sorry. Let's dive into some sport, actually. Dalvin Cook has been released from the Vikings. Wow. It's, hey. a, wow. it's a big deal, AJ, because right now in the running back free agency market, there is Dalvin Cook, stud. And there's Ezekiel Elliott, stud. Yep. These are two names that are not only good football players, but superstars at the running back position who are currently available to go play elsewhere. The reports for Dalvin Cook market are Denver Broncos, Sean Payton going to bring in, and maybe uh, his hometown Miami Dolphins. He has tweeted some videos of highlights, retweeted stats about himself this morning on his Twitter account. Yep. One of them was like expensive Payday. Yeah, play. Play, something like that. And it was a touchdown against the Miami Dolphins, a 53-yard touchdown against the Miami Dolphins. Now, he obviously was a major part of the biggest comeback in NFL history against the Indianapolis Colts, where 11 people weren't able to tackle one man who had their hands on him. Mm. <laughs> what a run. 33 nothing at halftime. This is the 53-yarder that he posted. He said, expensive player or whatever with the number four on there. And I don't know if he's just saying that to be like, hey, I am still that guy to say that I have a 53-yard breakthrough the second level, not get caught level, and still score a touchdown, which is a knock on some running backs. Do they have home run speed? Can they break through and finish? Dalvin Cook can still do that. And he's a veteran and understands what defenses are going to do, how to set up blocks. He's a fucking dog by all accounts. I'm excited to see what other teams other than those two are interested, A.J. Hawk. I am too. and He's only 27 years old. If you don't know that and you sit there and listen to how they talk about him like you think he's 100 like uh-huh. yeah they're oh you know the vet, vets get up in age and people don't really want to pay him or whatever and i get they devalue this position but i hope he gets a good little i hope i hope he finds a team that he can win with and gets a good deal but i, I would imagine there's plenty of teams that want him i don't know yeah. if there's going to be a good deal pack and i i'm no a little bit worried about that honestly incentive laden obviously we know that yeah certainly but also like how big even incentive laden like i hope they get paid yeah. but with zeke out there and with dalvin and with the way they view the, and you're talking about how people talk about he's like a 50 year old. That's because that's how they view the running back position. Yeah, it's just like kind of a knock on the entire position yeah. as a whole. I don't think Dalvin Cook deserves that. Yeah, and and Dalvin is a little bit different than Zeke. Zeke, uh, his last couple years have been a little down. He got hurt. That's why why he's not on the roster right now. But even going through all that, he still got two million dollars that the Vikings got to pay him. So wherever he go, he got wiggle room to go ball out for one year. And go back and get paid. Another proving year for Dalvin Cook. Yeah. But then after another year, they'll say, look how old this guy is. Yeah, even older. Yeah, 28 years old. And you can kind of get put in that cycle, which is just a running back position, which sucks. sucks. I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Hey, it's reality, though. You know what yeah. I mean, AJ? Yeah. Who was Andrew Brandt? I think I read a tweet from him earlier. Like, either you franchise tag or you, you move on from vets. They don't 
they're like the time of giving these dudes long term deals. Like I don't know who's going to get who's the next running back that's going to get a long term extension. And to tie this entire running back conversation together, I saw a video of Saquon Barkley earlier yeah. training, and obviously he got franchise tagged by the Giants, and allegedly that got a little bit ugly, especially because they paid Daniel Jones all the money. Saquon's then franchise tagged, and in Daybo's mind and everybody's eyes over there, okay, we got the entire team back that was playing great football. Saquon though was not happy about it. Feels like he has earned at least a long term contract or a little bit more money than the franchise tag was, and then he puts out a video he's clearly still training he clearly looks great and i would assume every time he's doing any of these reps he's thinking to himself one more year till generational wealth Mm -hmm. and that's why you know people the franchise tag is a lot of guaranteed money at one time okay he's getting like 10 million bucks guaranteed or something like that that's great okay that's absolutely great a lot of money if anybody was to get paid 10 million bucks they'd be fucking pumped yeah okay but, but does that take care of your family for the rest of your life? Yeah. If this is your profession, how long can you work for? Is it game-changing money like Daniel Jones just got, who's at a completely different position? Will you be able to ever earn that because the position you play and the timing we are in the NFL? He seemingly is running to go get it. And if he's another man on a mission, which I assume the Giants are hoping for, he's going to be a fucking problem. Yeah. Yeah. But he is still not getting a long-term deal. No. Nope. And he's Saquon Barkley. And he's young. And they're talking about him like he's old. Yeah, what's the Giants, like the future plans for him? They want to just, hey, ride it out on this franchise year and then see ya? Is that the plan? So I was trying to think of that as well. So when I was watching that video, I was taking a dump right over there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. okay I was Good taking, to know. I was taking a dump. <laughs> and that video popped up, all right? And I'm watching, I'm like, holy fuck, this guy. He is so freak of nature. He's just so jocked. And then I was thinking of his mindset through like some of the workouts he was doing, where like what's he saying to himself before he's doing all these reps, you know? Is it like fuck the Giants? Mm. You know what I mean? Is it one of those things? Possible. Or is it like, okay, you've worked this long through your entire life to get to a big ass payday? One more year, you know, like, is he like finding energy and motivation through the thought that they still want me to prove myself yeah. one more year? And that's kind of driving them. And then I thought to myself, why is this guy got to prove himself again? And if you're the Giants, I mean, it's a valid question, yeah, he, right? Very. Because he's been hurt. He got hurt. Mm-hmm. They yeah. sucked. Yeah. 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 Bad. You know what I mean? This is the first year Dayball had an offense last year. And they, at the end, they seemingly had it kind of figured out. Yeah. And Saquon was definitely a weapon for them. But. I, you could see how the Giants maybe go, let's see if he can steal one more year. Let's see if we can get one more year out of this, which I guess would be a natural bet. But I think if he balls out, I think they give him money next year. Personally, the Giants. I think the Giants. Mm-hmm. I think they want to see if he can stay healthy because he, he got hurt, came back, played a couple games, got hurt again. Like, this is his first full season um, this year. So I like what the Giants did as far as a business move. Now, if he come back and ball out, I think you give him a learning time. Got to pay him. Yeah. Got to pay him. Gotta pay him. Oh, and so many running backs. He's too. only what twenty four. He's twenty six. Bro, they're yeah. talking about him like he's old. Though. Yeah, he's twenty six, exactly. and he'll be twenty seven. So even if he does blow out this year, and he's twenty seven next year, like oh, this guy twenty seven years old. Oh, oh, no. That's crazy, AJ. Uh, if that's happening, go ahead, Connor. And with what happened with Eckler, like Eckler, also you can make the argument sure. he definitely deserved an extension, but instead they gave him two million in incentives. <laughs> like the running back position just isn't what it is. And for Saquon, I'd be pretty pissed too if your backup in college, Miles Sanders, got a payday before you did because. I believe he got thirty million or so from the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that's that. success though somewhere else. High success, great success, yeah. Yeah. obviously. But imagine if in that one per club meeting, you know, Jim Mercer is like, "Boys," because he's running the meetings out. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's talking about the commander sale. That's right. Does he have a guitar to he's like, one. get some get the crowd together? Or? Roger, tell us about international growth. <laughs> and Roger does the whole thing, and then he, oh AJ, oh boy. AJ didn't want to hear about the one per club meetings. He's not supposed to be AJ. Yeah. Well, the aliens yep. probably at his house. But what if in a one per club meeting they said, what, what position are we all paying too much? 
and we need to stop mm. running back. Okay. All right. Here, here. 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 Deal. Because it does feel that way. Yeah. It feels like everybody in the NFL has the same exact viewpoints. Now, granted, the Carolina Panthers paid Christian McCaffrey. And then the San Francisco 49ers trade for Christian McCaffrey. And they're still paying him that deal. And Christian McCaffrey got paid a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey deserves it. He's throwing touchdowns, catching touchdowns, doing absolutely everything. But it does feel like, and A.J. Hawk has found connection again. Out of bed. Well, Hawker. It, it seems like in that one per club meeting, there's a chance that everybody's saying, hey, we're not paying these running backs anymore. Doesn't it feel that? Like, everybody's on the same page that you don't need to pay a running back when back in the day it was like that was a position focal point of the salary cap it's a crazy kind of development why did and I, I just don't know why it's why has it happened this way why have they devalued the position why is it like running back by committee we're scared to give a guy a four or five year deal well and it seems like now like you look at the draft like we used to always talk about like hey we're, we're not picking running backs anymore but then this year a couple guys get taken in the first round at, at like high picks i mean i think it was like seven and twelve it's almost like they're more okay now with drafting a running back higher and then just not giving him a second deal ever. It's like, hey, we'll get this guy's, you know, while he's got next to no miles on him, we'll get his best years, and then when it comes time to give him a new contract, we'll just let him go. And, like, they're they're more okay doing that than getting a, an established guy and, and paying him for a second contract. This is almost like there's a chance that analytics kind of get into this. Mm, where okay. it's like running back's best years are right here. So if you can get a good one, yes, great here, yep. and then don't pay him ever again. I think the league is changing. Though it used to be smash mouth football, like everybody's not playing smash mouth football. Like you can go, all right, Pittsburgh, they are uh, Cleveland, um, they playing a little smash mouth football. Atlanta, Every- San Francisco, Atlanta, San Tennessee. Francisco. Everybody else is three wide. You know, it's fast paced offense, so you can go plug pretty much anybody in the running back spot right now. And without paying them a lot of money, that can be just got to be able to catch, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and the team Ty mentioned too, like they got rid of the Lions, got rid of DeAndre Smith, Swift instead of paying him, and then they drafted Jameer Gibbs in that first round. So it is kind of the. I, I don't know if you're seeing the highlights out of uh, training kit. He's an absolute dog. Yeah. Herb Street just texted me the Jameer Gibbs highlight from today where he shook the shit out of some linebacker. No way. And he's he's going to be he's oh. gonna be so good. Yeah, because Herb Street heard all the Lions fans telling yes. him, I think, because Herbie was like, this is a great pick. This, mm-hmm. is, yes. this guy's unbelievable. And Lions fans were burying Kirk Herb Street. Yeah. And MCDC has Kirk said. Kirk Street was getting fucking <laughs> yeah. murdered yeah. by these people. MCDC has said, we didn't draft a running back. We drafted a weapon because he's going to be in the pass game. He'll be out in the slot. They're That's so creative good. with their offense. I'm like so, so excited to see this guy play. Herbie, Herbie literally sent me a Things you know, did you see this? And it's like, this guy. <laughs> this guy's a, seemingly a dog. Good for him. And the young running backs might be just so damn good. Sure. And it might be like dime a dozen type thing, which is not yeah. cool. Dalvin Cook is always going to be special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when it comes to the business and who's getting the money, I mean that is certainly a whole different conversation. Joining us now is a man who serves all the money. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've been watching this guy do his thing long time. Long time. So long. I don't know if he knows how much we've been watching him do his thing. What? He is obviously was the voice for LeBron James for a long, long time. That's right. LeBron James' career coming into the NBA was like, this is the chosen one. This Mm -hmm. is the guy. And one of the mouthpieces of the story of the guy was this guy. And we all said, holy shit, who is this guy? And this guy every single day. Great energy. Great insight. Seemingly fair whenever he was talking about a lot of things. That rose him up the ranks at ESPN so much so that he was a part of every studio shows. And this fucking thing came mm. into existence <laughs> and then gets used literally every single day on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, ESPN NBA analyst, Ryan Winhorst. Yeah! What's up, Wendy? We've been hey. watching your ass, pal. Well, thank you for having me. I just got to say real quick, I'm in the presence of greatness. Uh, not you, Pat. 
Mr. A.J. Hawk. Hell yeah. Uh, A.J., it was such a pleasure to be able to say to you, you are one of my favorite football players of all time. Here we go. I don't know if your viewers and listeners know how much of a badass this dude was at Ohio State. Oh, yeah. I grew up and still am an Ohio State fan. Absolutely loved watching you play. I am still – you were wronged in not getting the Butkus Award. Mm. It was bull. <laughs> Bullshit. And it was because – because you lost to Penn State and Why? had to give it to Plutovsky – I mean, he's a fine player. It's not fair. I was angry then. I'm, I'm, I'm not over it now. I mean, obviously now you're washed up. You know, you do this on the side. But when you were playing, you played. You were one of my favorite players of all time. I don't normally say stuff like this, but my God, thank you for all those spectacular. I don't care about the Packers. I don't care about the Packers. Thank you, Mr. AJ Hawk, for your greatness as a Buckeye. I will now. To listen to you, Pat. Sorry. No, no. Thank please, you very AJ, much. Please. Big fan of you as well. So, yes, I appreciate it. Thank you for all the great information you give us on everything going on around basketball, too. Hell yeah. Hell Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. Here, here. All right. Love fest. Love fest. Love fest. Okay. Yeah, just yeah. let's continue to love fest. <laughs> Wendy, I'm sure you know this because you're an Ohio State fan. And everything that you just said, we all agree with, including the entire state of Ohio. He's the current champion of Ohio. Do you know AJ Hawk is the current Ohio champion? Ohio State had an entire fucking to-do. We're talking uh-huh. hundreds of people. So many. Stage, podium. Dinner. What? Coach's clinic. Trophy. Coach's clinic, Wendy. Nah, nah. Coach, that's not nah. true. Nah. He got awarded a trophy. He is the champion <laughs> of fucking Ohio right now. Mm-hmm. Ohio, there it is. Boom. That is real. I had to give an acceptance <laughs> speech. Mm-hmm. He is the Ohio's finest award recipient, which means he's, Day the, two. he's the president Day two. of Ohio. Yeah. He's the president of Ohio. So we appreciate you pointing that out. And you're right. He, um, not only with Puzlesny at Penn State, when he got in the NFL, he was in the same division as like Erlacher and Briggs yep. and a couple other people. So that big-headed Ohio fuck over there has never gotten his true due <laughs> when it comes to football. So anytime you want to do that, we appreciate it. And let's dive into a little bit of basketball here, shall we, Wendy? So let's, uh, let's talk about last night. And I believe this is 100% your fault, but it's not your fault. Let me explain. You're so electrifying on TV that whatever Uh. you're you're covering, ESPN feels the need to cover. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, in the West, we're always learning about LeBron and what's going on with the Lakers, obviously. Golden State, they're in the middle of a dynastic run. Got to talk about Steph Curry. Got to talk about Clay. Holy shit, the Phoenix Suns with this new owner who's fighting players. They also got Kevin Durant, (laughs) and they got Chris Paul, who's on the way out. But they got a Devin Booker squad down there, superstars. This Denver Nuggets team, we heard nothing about. They're controlling this thing. Now, obviously, they lose game two, and Jimmy Butler and Spolstra are going to do their thing. This Denver Nuggets team has been like this all season. Is the same exact style of play all season, or is this a different team for the playoffs that none of us got to see because they weren't really highlighted in the West? Yeah, well, they're not on TV that much. That's true. They're not even on TV in the local market very much, if you want the honest uh, situation. Don't like that. People, People who complain about them not getting attention, yes, they don't get as much attention as the Lakers, but Jokic won two MVPs. You can't win two MVPs and be overlooked. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't have both. Either, either you're overlooked or you win the MVP, not both. So obviously we've known that this guy is a stud. When they traded for Aaron Gordon uh, two years ago, they made this midseason trade for Aaron Gordon. It was like when the Warriors got Andre Iguodala, if you remember that, like seven, eight years ago. Out of the Sixers, they had a really yeah. good team. Yeah. And all of a sudden like they were like studs. That happened when they traded for Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon was not like a high-profile player, but he was like the last piece they needed. They won like nine out of ten games, and people were like, whoa. whoa. 
maybe the Nuggets are going to like maybe win the title this year. And then bam, because they had been in the conference finals the year before in the bubble, which I know nobody wants to count, but they got there. Then Jamal Murray blows his ACL. And all of a sudden their hopes are crushed. And he, he doesn't come back the following year. And so really they were kind of in suspended animation, even though they were right there. And so it's easy to kind of forget about them. And then Jamal Murray started this year and he wasn't great. Like the last time we kind of saw him, he was awesome in the bubble and he just wasn't great at the start of this year. So they were winning, but they were like, eh, I don't know if they're going to be good enough. And there were so many teams in the West that had like all these dynamic duos and stuff. And so basically like about mid season, Jamal Murray started playing and these guys were killer at home. Like you pretty much couldn't lay a glove on them at home. And so Jokic is putting up these numbers, but people people were going, look, you put up these numbers the last two years. They couldn't get out of the first round. Murray's just okay. Like, do we really think that they're going to go take off again? We just didn't. You know, they finished, like, I know now they look great. They finished the regular season 12 and 11. After I think after the All-Star break, they went 12 and 11. And they they kicked some games at the end because they rested their guys. But it wasn't like they hit the postseason, like winning 16 to 17, like, oh my God, these, you know, they hit the postseason looking like they were a little vulnerable. And so, but they have absolutely hit their stride. Uh, they're awesome offensively, obviously. They were awesome offensively all year long. And now when Jokic and Murray, like, are real revved up like they were last night, Hell yeah. Zeke it's really hard to think <laughs> you're going to be able to beat them four out of seven. And at this point, you're now looking at having to beat them four out of five, or I mean, uh, three out of four. That's a big ask. I don't think so. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Joker's a dog, bro. Yeah. Jamal Murray. Thank you for that. I didn't. That was a great little recent history lesson right there. Because yeah, from Bubble, we remember Jamal Murray just yeah. shooting at a bigger hoop than Bunk. everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, that, that was a nice recent history trip. Thank you for that. Go ahead, AJ. Wendy, what are you hearing on the whole Ja Morant front? I know they're going to announce it after the finals, I guess. But what do you think is going to happen there? Yeah, so the NBA, uh, you know, did their investigation. I'm fairly certain that uh, Adam Silver had another meeting with Ja. I don't know if it was in person like the time before. And so Adam Silver is sending very strong signals repeatedly that there's going to be a significant suspension coming. And I'm going to be honest with you right now. I don't know what it's going to be. And I'm not even 100% sure that the NBA has made up their mind. But I see people leaping to conclusions like, oh, he's getting a season. Like, you know, he's, you know, you know because the thing that Adam said was it's not so much that he had a gun where it was legal or not, and it was a matter of um, uh, breaking a law. He said it's a matter of gun safety. So he basically is saying, I don't care what state he was in. I don't care about any of that. We're going to have to send a message on gun safety. Secondly, I'm fairly certain that when they met the first time when he suspended Ja for eight games, he kind of told him. Let's not have this happen again. Yeah, that's and then he what, went and had it happen again. I think that's what everybody's kind of reading into the tea leaves is like um, Adam Silver's like, uh, uh, I'm disappointed. Yeah, he was like, it's, mm-hmm. it's not really like, Bomb. hey, this is breaking protocol. It's like, I thought when we talked, he was being genuine to me yeah. about wanting to change and kind of how we went about this whole last punishment. And then all of a sudden, here we are just a couple months later, and it's completely different. It's almost like you disappointed the guy that seemingly gets along with the entire league. In Adam Silver. And I think that's why everybody thinks it's going to be so heavy handed. But damn it, we hope Ja figures it out. Yeah. Wendy, we need Ja. Yeah. He's good for sports yeah. right now. Thank you for saying that because the NBA needs him for the next decade. Yeah. This can't define his career. He is a stud. He is a, he's attracting eyeballs to the league. And guys, take a look at this league. You see guys like Steph Curry, LeBron James, what? you know, uh, Kevin Durant. What? And then there's a gap. Like, there's some international guys, but like, 
this is not to be offensive to Nikola Jokic. He doesn't draw the, the moss to the flame. He doesn't draw the eyeballs. Yeah. They need a guy like Josh. So I don't think it's going to be like a season-long suspension. I, I would be surprised if it's even half of a season. Mm. I think it'll be some big chunk of games, and it will be called strike two. Do not test Adam Silver on strike three. But the one thing that we've seen about Adam Silver, he is softer on player discipline, vastly softer than David Stern. So a 30-game suspension from Adam Silver would almost be like a season-long suspension under David Stern. So you got to keep that in mind. Okay, so, yeah, proper proportion there. Mm. This is what Silver would have done. This is what mm. old Cuz would have done. Stern would have done. Kind of got to meet in the middle. We hope Ja learns from this and keeps it going. And, uh, yeah, the league needs him. Because let's talk about those superstars at the top. It's kind of an older generation. Now, who knows how long all of them will play. But it is the generation that has carried the NBA and has taken the NBA to new heights, both business-wise, as the players negotiate a lot with the league and, you know, ratings-wise and into this next era of what the NBA is. LeBron James, obviously, has been at the forefront of that entire thing. And you have followed him since high school, I think, is, is how the relationship goes. And I think there was a story down at the bubble where I think Austin Rivers told the story about how there was one team that didn't show up because of COVID, so they had a big meeting on whether or not they were going to play and risk it with COVID at the state. This is before the bubble tournament even starts, and there was a couple of players that went up there and like gave speeches, and it sounded like a players-only meeting in the NFL where every person is the smartest person on earth. They come from a tougher environment than everybody else, and everybody needs to work harder, and then boom, next person's coming up. It's like, all right, this guy sucks at football, but I guess we got to listen to him talk. Okay, here we go. It sounded like that's how that meeting was going. And then the punter. Then the punter comes No, I, I never talk. I'm sitting. I'm doing what I'm doing right now, just judging. Like, yeah, that, ain't, that ain't how this whole thing goes. But then Udonis Haslam, I guess, one up from the Miami Heat, and he said, he, he looked at LeBron, allegedly, and said, you playing? If you're playing, we're all playing. If you're not playing, none of us are fucking playing. And they just walked away. It's like LeBron has been considered seemingly from outside looking in as the leader of the NBA, both the players, the business, the Lakers, and everything like that. He floated out. Maybe he was going to think about retiring from it. That would be a massive shot to everything, I think, in the NBA. Was that just like a bird call to people to maybe put a little bit more respect on his name to maybe stop taking it for granted that we get to watch him? Or How do you take him saying that? And how much longer do you think we have of this LeBron James run as a man who has literally covered him deeper than anybody else? Well, it definitely surprised me. It surprised the league. I think it surprised even some of his, uh, some of the people at the Lakers. Um, I will point something out. He went into the press conference with the intention to say it because LeBron for decades now, like whenever he, you know, they announce a last question, last question. LeBron loves giving walk-off statements. One of his favorite things to do in press conferences is like give a little jab on his way out the door. He's done it literally a hundred, 200 times. I'm reading a new so, book and yeah. then he gets out of there. <laughs> There's, that's a whole nother. I saw it amigos yeah. and then he gets out of there. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, uh, not exactly, but you're you're the the next level is what you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, I create Taco Tuesday. Yeah, right. We can finally say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. On the way out, there's always a nugget. Yeah. uh, Well, I'll bet bet Taco Bell. It's that's. I'll bet that was a nice check that he picked up for for doing Taco Bell. So I think if I had to guess, Wendy, and you know him better than me. I'm not sure there's any checks that he's picking up that aren't nice. Yeah, yeah right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, there's levels to LeBron. Like, if you want him to, like, sort of do an IG post, this is one price. If you nice, want him to, like, nice. be seen, like, walking past your restaurant on TMZ, that's another price. If <laughs> nice. you want him to actually take time out of his day and film 
and say t- and scream Taco Tuesday. We're, I think it starts at eight figures. Thank you very much. You used to do it for uh, free. Yeah. Nah, getting paid for yeah. it. Right. And you're a man who knows about eight figures, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Nah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. My apologies. Yeah, yeah. All good. All good. <laughs> okay. I'm just, yeah. I was talking about it on a yearly basis, but I don't want to make any assumptions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you anyway, awesome. you are awesome. Uh, when he hears last question, he knows that now is the time where I can have my little moment. And so here's last question does not get asked about retirement at all. And then just sort of drops that little bomb and walks off and is like, okay, I'll talk to you in October, you know? And so he specifically wanted to say those words. He specifically wanted to create the, uh, you know, what would happen after it. And so the fact that he had it happen where it didn't happen organically, I think he was trying to send a little message. Having said that, I do respect that at the end of this particular season, he was worn out. And I do think we are getting to the point in LeBron's career where he's probably going to go year to year. But I am always going to judge pro athletes more on actions than words. And his actions are that he has set his contract up to have two more years. One year at $47 million with the Lakers for next season, where I expect them to still be very highly competitive. And then an option year for the big 5-0. You know, LeBron getting a $50 million check, which would happen in his option year, which he can take. Or if his son, Bronny, is ready to come into the league and it's not going to be in L.A., he can opt out of that contract and look if he wants to play with him. It looks to me that he's lining up for two more years. Um, and I think that's probably still going to be the plan. And I haven't heard another peep about retirement. So that's the situation. Speaking of the Lakers, Ty has a question for you, Wendy. Yeah, Wendy, uh, there was a report, I think, from Chris Haynes that said the uh, the Suns are basically getting rid of Chris Paul. They're not bringing back. And I think that has since been refuted by maybe uh, Woj and someone else. Do you, do you know anything about that? What is the Chris Paul situation? Because they said Lakers, maybe Clippers. If the Lakers were to get Chris Paul, do you think that moves the needle at all and like kind of pushes them a little bit closer in terms of competition with the Nuggets in the West? Yeah, so um, in talking to folks in Phoenix, there's basically three options. And this is actually kind of an odd NFL angle. Like, you know that NBA contracts can't be uh, renegotiated, really. Like, it is what it is. Well, Chris Paul actually has the option to get waived by the Suns, get half of his salary, which would be $15 and then sign back for the NBA minimum, which is about $3 And so that's a way he could play for the Suns this year mm. for $18 million instead of $30 million. And by, by reducing that salary by $12 million, it could enable the Suns to add some more players. That is one option. Wow. Another option is – Who decides that? Chris up, there? Chris decided that or the Suns nope, decided that? Nope. The Suns – well, the Suns – Chris has got to decide whether he wants to re-sign. Well, so that $3 uh, million like it, thing, Chris would decide he wanted to do that? Do they want him, though? Do yeah, they that's, want him on, that that's on the reduced table. Reduced price? I, I think they would love to have him because if they reduce their salary, they would have the same player for less money. They could add another player or two. Okay. Um, so that's on Chris. Another option. Another option is wave me outright. Sayonara. Have a nice day. I'm going to go somewhere else. Then option three would be not wave him and pay him the $30 million. When they met with Chris Paul yesterday, they laid this out to him and they haven't made up their mind yet, but they're probably going to end up waving him for a couple of reasons. One, because they can add more players. Two, because he's not a $30 million player anymore, to be honest with you. I just got to be honest. He's not, it's actually like $30.2 million. Um, and so what I think Chris would prefer is to be waived like today, 
Because if he's going to be waived, he'd like to have the opportunity to look around, have other teams potentially be able to position to go for him. Uh, and I think the the Suns are going to be like, let's just wait till the, the date we have to decide, which is uh, June 29th, because maybe we'll make another trade. This is all in the weeds. Long story short, I think he's going to be a free agent. But we're not, it's not going to happen today. It's probably going to happen in about three weeks. I can't see Chris Paul not playing in Los Angeles or Phoenix. L.A. is where his family is. L.A. is where he wants to be. You can come up with seven other teams where he would be great. L.A. makes a lot of sense. And not just the Lakers or the Clippers, but the Clippers have Russell Westbrook. Maybe they want him back. Maybe they're interested in the Chris Paul reunion. Um, when Chris Paul is making $30 million, you're like, hmm, I don't know about that. But Chris Paul at $3 million, or maybe you can get a little bit more depending on how he gets. But Chris Paul for 3 to $5 million, that's a completely different dynamic. Now you're talking about a guy who would be a massively valuable player. Um, even at $18 million, which is what the Suns would have if they waived him and re-signed him, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's palatable. So you look at the Lakers, their, their point guard position is kind of up in the air. They have D'Angelo Russell where they could re-sign. He did not play well in the conference finals. They eventually kind of yanked him from the lineup at yeah. the end. Chris Paul obviously has injury issues. But if you're paying him $3 million, it's a different expectation than if you're paying him 30 Yeah, he's loved in L.A. We know that. We, mm-hmm. were, uh, we were obviously there for mm-hmm. the Clippers-Suns game in L.A. And the conversations he had after the game, you know. People were loving him. Seemed to be all the people that matter there mm-hmm. at that, yeah. at that yeah. arena. Yeah. You know what I mean? The conversations he was like full dap embrace having. He was like, oh, this fucking guy's plugged in. With everybody. And people like him. And He's also, one of the most powerful men in professional sports. Not not just the NBA, in professional sports. Yeah, that's because his work with the MBPA, right? Like, he's a massive reason for a lot of these contracts. That's why that $15 million plus $3 million mm-hmm. deal, as you're kind of laying out, like, this is not normal. This is happening. It's like, Chris Paul is a fucking business. Man. He he's like doing. best friends with the, with the chairman of Disney, who, like, is, is minorly powerful bob Iger. so oh it's you know they no. all, all bob Iger and chris paul did was create the bubble together that that's just that little that little thing is that something i don't know you tell us pac-man has a question <laughs> for you wendy i hate to go back to the lakers wendy but um ad uh do the lakers sign ad or do he keep go somewhere else they have to he's eligible for um a contract extension in august i think like august 4th and they have to and i know that ad frustrates fans sometimes because he sometimes gets hurt and he sometimes doesn't show up offensively. He has one good game, one bad game. You, the idea of Anthony Davis potentially being a free agent in a year, especially with LeBron's uncertain future, Lakers don't want that. Uh, even if they decide someday, like they want to retrofit their team, you want to have him in the fold. So it'll be a big, huge, uh, I think, hundred plus million dollar extension. They have got to, you know, they got they got to do their work this summer to put their team together, and then they got to try to get Anthony Davis locked down, and we'll see. I would suspect he would want to take it because last time around he took the longest contract possible because he knows he's fragile. Um, but that's like one of the big things of this summer the Lakers have to get done. It won't happen in July. It'll happen later in the summer. No, he just he's big and athletic, so yeah. things happen. He knows he's fragile, windy. <laughs> Come on. Jesus Christ. And then he said, I know fans get upset because he gets hurt and he's inconsistent and he's up and down and <laughs> you know, he gets up and Windy, you're yeah. in this man. Hey, I, I you know, AJ has one obviously, but I follow up on Anthony Davis. I think I just learned this recently. He's like really hard on himself. Is that real? Like they say like he gets like very, very, very down on himself sometimes. 
I mean, maybe it doesn't always come off that way. That's why I was surprised uh, too when I heard it. I was very surprised about that. I, I did. I didn't know that was yeah. the case. Well, you know, he, he there was that moment that night that LeBron broke the record. If you remember, like he was sort of away from the team. By the way, that was one of the coolest nights I experienced in like the last seven or eight years. Like I wasn't sure how that was going to be being there that night because the LeBron relationship with LA is it's good, but it's not it's not you know bonded. And hmm. I wasn't sure because like I've seen like he would pay would have other milestones and they would announce it and there would be like a, a, a tepid clap. Thank you. Uh, bring out the Laker girls. Um, but that <laughs> arena was absolutely totally engrossed in every dribble that night. I thought it was an awesome experience. And AD was sort of just like completely out to lunch and people were like, what's going on? And like, mm-hmm. that was one of those situations where AD was just in a bad spot and he was focused on himself and, you know, so I, I do think that there's some truth to that, but like everybody who's been Anthony Davis's teammate or coach for the last decade has wanted Anthony Davis to be the beast that we know he can be yeah. every day. And that just is not who he is. It's not who he is. It's not who he's going to be next month. It's not who he's going to be in three years. He is going to be inconsistent and he's going to be a guy that if you don't have, you wish you did. That's just the truth of the matter. Go ahead, AJ. Uh, why don't you think uh, LeBron has? You say he has a good connection with the LA people, the LA fans. Why he's not crossed over to kind of have a you know kind of really connect with everybody there? Bonded because he's not Kobe. Number one, uh, number two, you know Kobe passed away tragically while LeBron was there, and that only bonded the city to him to Kobe more. And it was almost like, well, you you're not Kobe. And when he won the title, when he fulfilled the destiny, it happened in the bubble. The Laker fans weren't there to, mm. to, 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 to sort of take part in it. He didn't get, like, full credit for that championship. Um, and so he isn't the Laker legend that I think he would love to be considered. Like, I think he would love to know that his number was going to be retired, that they would put a statue out there. I'm not sure he's there. You know, maybe if they were able to get, you know, back to the finals or get one more. Like, if this year, if they'd have been able to pull this off, and upset the Nuggets, which they obviously weren't even close to doing. It would have been like all-time Laker accomplishment from the from the play. Didn't, didn't even win a game. To the finals. Didn't win. Yeah, at home, didn't even do it. Laker girls were there. Everybody was there. He didn't matter. He'd, he'd, he'd have won a game. He, I mean, just at least win one. Yeah. We didn't think the NBA was going to let it happen, Wendy. You know, like there's yeah. no way Mm-mm. these refs broke with burners. It broke some hearts in uh, Bristol, Connecticut. I'm going to tell you. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I know Greeny, like Greeny before the basketball, uh, before the series even started, he goes, in round two, we have a chance for LeBron James and Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And he like won on this. So entire, this is before the thing even started. <laughs> and he was like, oh, that's Thursday of that week. Like he just, uh-huh. he already saw it already cooking. Four zip with that big of a layoff too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was That was certainly something in the middle of the NBA finals, I think, that a lot of us were confused by. Yeah, well, just because the finals are locked in, the dates are locked in. And look, I think ESPN would have been okay with the Lakers losing if it happened in six games. Five. One more uh, like, game. People, people say like, oh, man, you know, the networks want the, the big markets to win every game. Yes, that's true. But what, they really, what we really need is volume of games. Volume of games. And um, so like – there was extraordinary excitement in the ESPN ranks when the Heat won game two because we knew we were going to have a series and at least have five games. I mean, that, right. that stuff really matters. And then you watched last night. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I want a competitive series. Um, 
but you're uh, a fan. You know, that stuff, that, that stuff. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, yeah. you guys know this. You guys have data analysis, I'm sure, on this show. Yeah, mm. If okay. ESPN went totally by the data, we would talk all Cowboys, one hour of Cowboys, followed by one hour of Lakers, followed by another hour of Cowboys. That's how it would go. We've watched. We yeah. 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 yeah, we know. It has gone that yeah. way. Yeah, we, we, we've, we've watched yeah. a good part of it. Yeah, we, yeah. That's where we learned about you. Yeah, forgot uh, about Jordan LeBron. That's right. But. Actually, yeah, Jordan LeBron there for a bit. Yeah. That's yeah. been subbed out now, which is Lakers right. talk. Always good. That's always evergreen. So who is it? Look, I if some people are going to be like. Answer the question. It's six, <laughs> Look, look, here's the thing. Wendy, you're no from one, Ohio. Answer a fucking yeah, question. Come on. Listen, man. Some of LeBron's greatest accomplishments are seasons where he lost. And no one will ever give him credit for it. And I try to talk about it, and people just shut me down. They just assume I'm going to say LeBron. But the, the, one of the greatest seasons LeBron ever played was 2018 when he got swept in the, when he got swept in the finals. Getting to that finals was one of the great accomplishments of his career. You know, I talk about, talk about Ohio and Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas won 18 majors. He finished second 17 times. Some of those times he finished second, it was a tragedy he didn't win. Some of those times when he finished second, it was absolutely brilliant. And finishing second was an incredible accomplishment. Some of the times LeBron has finished second with the teams that he's taken there has been amazing. But there are people who are just going to count the rings, and then that's all they want to say. And I really can't fault those folks. They say six is greater than four. Six and no is better than four and six. And – and there's nothing you can say. I will argue that coming back from 3-1 against Golden State was a greater accomplishment than anything that Jordan had in his career in terms of his team. There are people that would drop gloves with me on that. <laughs> yeah. um, there are the people who I say LeBron getting oh, yeah. to the finals in 2018 was worth almost as much as a championship. And people will say, you are absolutely out of your mind. They're saying you're a loser. Yeah. yeah, That's a loser yeah. mentality, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheering That's for right. second so, place, loser. So yeah. This guy exactly. is so, a stupid <laughs> loser. Hard to take this guy right. serious in a conversation because he's acting like Can't second place is first exactly. place. This guy exactly is right. a loser. That is what people say. Perfect. Exactly right. But um, good points. Very yeah. good yeah. points. Yeah. So, like, look, Jordan is going to win most of the time, but I don't think people look at the argument – in, in my opinion, in a fair way. Yeah, it's two different sports, too. Mm-hmm. Well, are you talking about golf? Is that what you mean? Wait, no, we're talking about basketball. Are you talking about LeBron and Jordan in golf this entire time? No way. No, no. You're talking about basketball? I, I, what two different sports are you talking about? I'm just talking about. The sport that Jordan played in. And then the sport that LeBron plays. These are two different sports. I learned that from the Last Dance documentary. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hadn't watched that much basketball from that era, I don't think, ever in my life, let alone now with what basketball is versus watching what basketball was then. And we're only seeing Jordan highlights in that thing. I, yeah. I don't think there was anything yeah. else. But some of the people he was playing against, I mean, they're dribbling that thing. I think every dribble <laughs> would potentially be a carry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Touching their head. Hey, I, the other I, thing is, like, and that one of the most iconic moments of Last Dance, Jordan's laying on that couch in the hotel going, yeah, I'm done. I'm done after this season. I can't take it anymore. The pressure's on me. It was incredibly raw. That the fact that that footage existed, much less that he would say it to a camera, is it was amazing. But then you think about LeBron, how many times that he was completely emotionally gutted, and he picked himself back up and came back the next year, yeah. and changed his team and retrofitted the team and brought him back the next year. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't, I can't imagine what Jordan was going through when he retired after the death of his father. I can't compare that. But like Jordan basically put up the white flag, so I can't take this anymore. And LeBron, 
in a higher profile era said, oh. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to go back to the finals. Hell Maybe yeah. I'll lose. Hell yeah. so I, don't, I don't know. Jeez. If Hell yeah. Wendy. Okay. So you're firm into one, one particular camp. It does. Sound I just like... don't think the argument is framed correctly. I, I think that's, that's, what the, the challenge is. All right. And we'll give our take. I believe that they played two different sports. Both of them are the best at their particular sport. Mm-hmm. And that's my argument. Anyways, we appreciate the hell out of you, man. <laughs> Thank you for everything. Thank all you right. for the years of dedication on television and breaking it all down for us. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the family. And if I can do anything for you, get you coffee, you know, <laughs> give you, give you uh, restaurant recommendations in Bristol. There are none. Uh, just <laughs> yeah. reach out. Okay, sounds good. We're going to try to stay away from Bristol as much as possible. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, good idea. Yeah, you're not the only one. That's... You, you're already won. Yeah, you're yeah. yeah. Won. I've done some research now. You know, I, I did some work with ESPN a few years back. I just kind of see the lay of the land, kind of do my own research in this whole thing. Believe me, there's a lot of thoughts, but we would love to have an evening in Bristol at that one hotel that's right across the street from the ESPN campus. It would be an honor of ours. Oh, yeah. And also, it's nice to take a trip one back. One night only. One night, yeah. Bingo. We're <laughs> in. We're with Wendy. We're out of there. Mm-hmm. Actually, probably not even staying in the room. Probably no. Probably just in there for dinner. Yeah, and then yeah. we're out of and there. And then gone. Wendy, think about your life. This used to be you. You know what I mean? And now, yeah. And now you're. What a great night! What a great night! <laughs> what a great life! What a great life! Good for you, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Winter. Yeah, Wendy. I didn't know he was an Ohio fuck until this morning. We started doing a little research. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he cuts a promo about Ohio State football. You made you might have inspired yeah. Wendy to be the man he is today. Thank you, AJ. Yeah. Man, add to the list, man. How about it? He was at the Akron Beacon Journal. Is that where he was when he started covering LeBron? He went to the they went to the same high school. So yeah, I, I believe Wendy's a little older. Yeah, he's like right? ten yeah. years older. Oh, okay. Oh, is he? Okay. I thought there. Well, if he's ten years older, that means LeBron was what, eight years old? Yeah. So when he graduated from that high school? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, he's like three years old or four. Ten doesn't really make sense. Well, whatever the case, when LeBron was 11, they knew he was going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? And it was everybody on earth saying LeBron's going to be the guy. He was on magazines and yeah. getting money and Chosen everything. Money. He was just trying to figure it out, I think, while balling. Mm-hmm. There's another like 11-year-old that we've been introduced to here on the internet. And I don't think anybody thinks he's going to be the next one, but... <laughs> His dad is certainly making it feel as if he is the next one. Absolutely. Which I think some people with a brain can like kind of look in the future and say, trouble is ahead. Yeah. You know, we are not all prophets uh-huh. around here, mm-hmm. and we don't have a magic eight ball to tell us the future, and we can't see through the looking glass or anything like that, but we can say like what is apparently happening is seemingly on a path to the fuck's wrong here. Yeah, but. disappointment. I've learned more about this baby Gronk situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know how to feel, AJ. I am very torn. Now, I have a baby daughter who's six weeks old, five weeks old. Can't get that wrong this early. Should be getting it right. That's on me. <laughs> but I haven't uh, been an adult, haven't been a parent, haven't been you know, a dad and had to dis- make decisions for how we're going to go through life with this particular baby. Baby Gronk's dad has decided, I'm making a content creator here, Okay. This is the next chosen one. Mm-hmm. In the scripts, in the lyrics, in the things that Baby Gronk has been saying into a camera is vastly different once you realize that it's basically the dad kind of forcing this entire yeah. thing yeah. to happen. Exactly. He did an interview with... The Athletic, I think? I believe it was the... Uh, do we remember who the interview was? With The Athletic, athletic. Ari Weissman. So Baby Gronk's dad 
did this and he said, do you spend any money on your personal expenses or does it all go to him? It's all going away for him into a savings account. How do you make a living? I'm an IT guy and I do personal training. Oh, yeah. How did you do this? I can reach anybody. Donald Trump's son's wife follows my son. Yep. <laughs> it's bigger, <laughs> my than, people part. It's bigger <laughs> yeah. than people think and it's only getting bigger. He just got posted on TMZ today. It's probably one of the bigger things on the internet as an influencer. He could be bigger than <laughs> Brawny fucking James. Says Baby Gronk's dad That's in an interview okay. at The Athletic. How much money are you making off of this right now? He's probably making about meh, 100 bucks, 100,000 a year. Promos, ads. That's combo everything. I also help other parents and train them too. I put it all away for them. Man, I'm 36 years old. I've lived my life already. Everything's for my kids. I'm pretty much putting away everything for my kids so they can have a future. I'm not worried about what kind of shoes I have on or how I look. It's not about me. Sure. Mm -hmm. Shout out, baby Gronk's dad. Good guy. He would also go on to say, I believe we have a couple more. Yep. We should find them in there. These are the ones whenever he starts talking about being in the music industry. Of course. And how he understands how to what? promote and how to market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. He like starts talking about his resume and why he is choosing to do this. Yeah, and I thought it wasn't about him. How he knew that it would work, <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean, it, with his kid. Always did. And then you watch some of the videos, and you know, obviously Coach JB talks shit to an 11-year-old. Coach JB, <laughs> I, I would like you to kind of direct your shit i believe the other way to this fucking dad yeah it's doing interviews about this thing this baby grown guy it, these videos he's putting out he's like i've been waiting for somebody to head top me humble me then he's like i've been waiting for somebody to try to be as good humble me this kid's kind of promo oh yeah right into a camera mm -hmm. and then on another one he, he he's talking about yeah, your girlfriend's with me. Yeah. He's like reading his dad's script, seemingly, after reading all these. Everything we do for content is on purpose, says the dad. Everything is planned out. Just being a creator and being an influencer. The internet in real life and his training are kept separate. He's actually really advanced and very good at football, and he plays five sports. Mm. A lot of people don't notice about him, but he's a better baseball player than football player. Well, we don't know because he's baby Gronk, not baby <laughs> Trot. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really humble kid. Straight A student. The internet shows one thing. Well, that's you posting it. But he is the kid you want at your house. He's that kid. Everything we're doing, it looks like a show. It's not reality. I know how to balance the internet in real life. I don't think my son is a god or better than all these other kids out there. His goal is to go to the NFL, but the NFL is rare. It's hard to make. So my goal is to build him a platform and a following where he's making money now and it's going to into his savings account. Just keep stacking up, being a part of companies, this and that. By the time he's a senior in high school, he's a millionaire. Whew. And above all, he's well taken care of. That's why that, that way he can live a good life without struggle or worry. It's the insurance behind sports. You don't have to go pro anymore. Like Livy Dunn at LSU. She's set for life already because of the Internet. I think we all understand that. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about is you're building a heel character out of your 11-year-old kid. Yeah. yeah, young. That seems like an aggressive character to build on the internet, especially if he's the one writing the promos. I used to be in the music industry, okay? Yes. I already knew how to market and promote and work the internet. What? You know, this new thing? Mm -hmm. I knew what I was doing. Oh, I was a high boy. school star. Like the Booby Miles story. What? <laughs> but I know how to train kids and make kids go to sports. I knew my son was going to be pretty good at sports because he was going to be around it. Mm. I put the music industry with the athlete, and I saw the NIL was coming, and I saw the climate was changing. And I'm pretty good at this internet stuff. Mm -hmm. So he's thinking he's doing an interview because how good it is. Yeah, of course. And we're all reading it going, why are you doing this? What the fuck? Here's the last quote that really kind of made us feel good about it all. Well... You never know, dude. 
my kids or anybody else's kids, they can become drug addicts, you know, fall for a woman, get in trouble, health <laughs> problems could pop up. You never know where life will go. That's why all we're doing is putting a platform behind him so if an injury happens, he's taken care of. Oh. Hell yeah, I love that. Nice. Thank you. This guy gets it. Thank Backup you. Backup plan. There just has to be a different character. We can make that particular 11-year-old, yeah. though, right? We can make mm-hmm. him likable, right? If you know the internet, you can probably make him a likable right. 11-year-old. And then he's still doing all that sweet you know, football stuff, and you can maybe even post the sport he's better at, baseball, and just have him be you know, baby future athlete or something. And I would assume dad Gronk, dad fake Gronk, uh, baby Gronk's dad. Yeah, right. grown, like grown Gronk. Grown Gronk's, grown baby Gronk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big baby Gronk. Yes. B- yeah, bingo. Big baby Gronk mm-hmm. knows baby Gronk better than we do. Of course. So I would assume at 11 years old, he knows if this kid is mentally tough enough to deal with what is coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, Because yeah. of him being. Oh, yeah. For the rest of his life. Yeah. Him cutting <laughs> promos like your girlfriend's with me or whatever. Like, okay, cool. That is funny. Uh, but when you get into like high school sports and like, you know, That's kids live. can be kids, you know, mm-hmm. and like competitive kids do what they do. He's going to, he's going to, hey. He's making it hard on himself. He is. They're making it very, very hard. But the platform is a valuable one yeah, if yeah. you have one. Yeah. And it matters. So I like where his head's at. But also, can we not do this a different way so we're not just setting him up for seemingly a fight every single day of his life? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like all, you know, he's talking about like building him a platform. Like there's a shelf life on this. Like this kid's not going to be making money off baby Gronk when he's 21 years old. And like all this stuff goes away if he goes across the middle in a high school football game and gets knocked the fuck out. You know, the only thing you're getting on your Instagram then is people in your comments saying, like, you're a fucking bum, you're a scrub. Mm -hmm. You know, like, there's, they just, like, there are so many ways this can go bad. Like, I don't know if the outcome is like, oh, he's going to be fine. He's going to make the NFL. We're not big baby Gronk, though. Right, AJ? No, we're We're not big baby Gronk. I mean, I... From what I know, Donald Trump's son's wife does not follow me, so I can't even have an opinion. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Great point. Pull that quote back up, please, just so we can get the accurate part of the family tree there. Yep. Humble brag there, but he's just dropping that out there for everybody. He's not pretty good at this internet right. stuff. Okay. <laughs> you know who's following Shit. my kid? Donald Trump's. I had to read it like four times. Like, wait, who? Like, I, I can reach anybody. So Donald Trump's son's wife follows my son. <laughs> Which okay. one? Which son? Well, one of them. That's married. Yeah. Follows my son. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. What a great mm-hmm. quote. How about you, Ari Wasserman? Oh, Does Donald Trump's son's wife's kids <laughs> yeah. follow any of yours? I think so. Oh. Were you booby while I was in high school? Heck, I was a big star. Yeah. Did he get hurt? Is that what he's saying? Booby. He got hurt? Yeah, yeah just been. like Booby Miles. Yeah. 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 He was leading the Panthers. Guy could have been a star. Yeah. Guy could have been a star. Should be in the league now. I guess that's why he's doing this. No. You're saying he's living through his kid? Yes. No. Yes, he is. You're talking about living through his kid? That means he got hurt. He wished he would have had a platform because I guess he probably was a bum. Whoa. I'm saying he, he must have got hurt. He said, Boom Mile, Boom Mile got hurt, but he yeah. came back and was a superstar. That's because that doctor from Midland. He must have been a bum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know. He wishes he would have had some other way of capitalizing yeah. off of what he was able to do at one point. Yeah. Or maybe he was the first Gronk, too. Like he was so good at tight end. Everyone so, called him Gronk. Yeah, you're right. And then, you then know. Then an actual Gronkowski came around. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets to see Gronk live his life, and then he passes it down like, you're the real fucking Gronk. You're baby Gronk now. Yeah. I'm the. Dad Gronk. I am I'm big D2. baby Gronk. Does he post D2 footage from games? I'm D2 Gronk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just were worried about baby Gronk. Yeah. You know, and baby yeah. Gronk, I, I look through my Instagram. Baby Gronk has sent me a few me- I don't check my messages often. Baby Gronk has sent me a few messages asking for us to do a video on baby Gronk. Oh. And I think like reading that, 
reading that interview, seeing some of the videos. I'm not like the smartest human. I wear a tank top every day. We don't appreciate it. Not at all. We don't appreciate what's going to happen. No. It's not good internet. It's bad internet, no. actually. We feel don't even kids. look happy in the video. No, it's a train crash. No, there, is, uh -huh. there is pain in that kid's eyes. I showed you some some pictures today. There's a, there's a lot of pain behind that. And that big eyes. baby grunk knows baby grunk better than us. Mm -hmm. But, man, that just it feels like we're staring down a bad a bad situation. But who knows? Maybe it maybe it all, uh, you know, ends up okay and... Baby Gronk's playing tight end at USC in seven years. It all worked out. You're right. There's yeah. a chance. Because Baby Gronk's going to have to be mentally tough for the things that are going to be said to him. For mm -hmm. sure. At 11 years old, I assume people are rude, let alone whenever your parents are trying to make you a public figure that shit talks the entire world. Mm -hmm. That's going to be... Yeah. yeah that's going to be tough. I think this what, comments are going to be tough. But. What are these... Are these... Are these... Like, is Brian Kelly inviting him down to LSU for a fucking... Social media team, for sure. Yeah. Okay. For sure. For sure. Okay. Because he's been he's LSU. visiting colleges. He's doing yes. oh, yeah. oh yeah, you know they let Scott anybody offers. visit these days when it comes to little kids like that. Just no, they got this stuff on them. What you do you mean? You got real offers. You got no real offers, bro. No, no, absolutely not. Okay. But social media teams have certainly won. Their hey, can we co collab with? What, what was the dad's name? We don't know. Big, Big baby. Yeah, he did say in the article he's got an offer, verbal offer from uh, Arizona already. Well, and I don't want to talk about nepotism too much, <laughs> but. uh my daughter's got a scholarship offer already as well. Mm -hmm. Boom. So, congrats Teacher to her. your baby, yeah. Gronk. Congrats to her. Wow. Three weeks old. She got an offer. I mean, it's not shocking. That happens. A lot of pressure, you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of pressure already. But, <laughs> a lot of pressure, but every time I see her, like, lift her arms, I'm like, maybe. Hey, you never know. Hey. Maybe. <laughs> Might be the proper usage of a scholarship. I remember I was, like, you know, driving all over the world pretty much trying to get a scholarship somewhere. And then all of a sudden, I just wake up one day here. Kenzie's got one. Boom. Congratulations, Kenzie. Nepotism not too bad whenever it comes in the house. Uh-uh. <laughs> or stays in the house. Uh, what will education be in 18 years from now? Going to be interesting to see. Who would be the coach there? Well. West Virginia? It, it, it was from West Arizona. Virginia. Shout out to West Virginia. We're going to make a video about it, announcing it, but might as well talk about it now. Yeah. 18 years from now, what is college? You know? Yeah, we'll what see. does college sports look like 18 years from now? Yeah. What does everything look like? 18 years from now. Who knows? Especially when there's aliens falling out of the sky in fucking Las Vegas. That's what we talk about in the sports universe is what captivates us. Yep. And I'll tell you what, the conversation continued into the break about old big baby Gronk. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, AJ, <laughs> I, I honestly, I did not expect this to, because I've tried, I've seen the baby Gronk in the internet sphere. Mm -hmm. Right. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Baby Gronk. Hey, baby Gronk. Must be a dog. Love everything about it. <laughs> But here in the last couple of days, seems like we've learned a lot quickly about Baby Gronk. Mm -hmm. And I am not a normal human being, I don't think people say. I'm perturbed by it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I am. That has piqued my interest, AJ. I don't know if this one ends well, but Baby Gronk, hey, we're fans of yours, Bob. Good luck. Fans of yours, do your thing. Uh, AJ, let's dive into some stuff happening around the football world. Uh, Purdy's throwing, no setbacks at all. Three times a week at least right now, although Shanahan is not watching him throw. Seemingly on pace to be back at the earliest possible time whenever he got the Tommy on surgery, which had multiple different outcomes. He could come back at this particular date. If after three weeks after surgery, he's able to grip this and do this, then he'll be on track to be back at the earliest. There was a chance that this would be extended if something didn't take right, if a feeling did not 
not happen, if a recovery did not take place, there was a chance it could be delayed by months. Yeah. yeah. Months. Seems like the window that was given was a very big one for Purdy's return after a very unfortunate elbow injury in the NFC Championship game on the first drive of the fucking game after playing stupendous football for like two months straight leading the Niners to a place that I think Niners fans were very pumped to be and then it all disappears with one shot to the elbow. But it seems like he's on pace to be back. Trey Lance and George Kittle are obviously continuing to grow their relationship. Trey Lance was sent to tight end university last year and when we talked to George Kittle about it, he said he's like George, he's like Josh Allen. You know, yeah. how big he is, how athletic he is. Hoping he's like Josh Allen. So you got Trey Lance getting better, you would assume, just because that's what people do. Shanahan and the crew are good coaches. You got Purdy getting back early. And then you got Sam Darnold, who's the best thrower of football that has ever donned a Niners jersey by somebody. It's like we talk about them having problems, but like everything seems to go right and in a good way that they end up in a situation where it's like what a decision they could have made in October with a potential little delay in response is probably going to come a little bit earlier than that with Brock Purdy healing so damn quickly. I'm fascinated by it all because there's some teams who are completely fucked in the quarterback room and the Niners seemingly have an abundance of talent knowing that there's a chance they're going to need most of them. Yeah, June. so it's June 8th right now. If he's throwing three days a week, I feel pretty damn good about this guy being almost full strength yeah. when it comes August 1st, whenever, whenever they plan to go to camp. Uh, it has to be a great. This is a great thing for them. But all, but when do you like insert him in? So Trey Lance is getting all the reps right now. They're almost. What we're finishing up mini camp here soon. What what happens when training camp opens? Who goes out the first group first day? How do you work out the reps? How does all this work? Yeah, because you need to see Trey. Have to. You have to see Trey. Mm-hmm. You need to see all of them with your first team. Right? Or, you or, probably want to see all those quarterbacks get first team. But Purdy has earned. Has Purdy not Pur- earned? You would think Purdy. Purdy have earned the start though. That's what they said. Yeah. I think you trade Trey if. Purdy is healthy. You trade, trade, trade. Uh, Raiders. Oh, maybe. oh didn't yeah. even think about the Raiders. Interesting. I didn't but, even think about the Raiders strictly because you know when they signed a quarterback for a lot of money, we assumed oh they're good. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out they didn't actually sign him. Whenever they said they signed him, or we heard they signed him, it wasn't until a couple of days after they signed him that they actually signed him because the physical said, "Yeah, your foot, you're fucked." Yeah, what are we doing here? Also, I mean, he might not play Jimmy G. Is, uh, yeah. yeah, they're just acting like it's foregone conclusion. He's going to play Jimmy G's acting like that, and I guess everybody with information's there. But there's a reason they made a little bit of an adjustment because it's question mark, and Jimmy G has missed games before. Reason why Trey Lance even got drafted is because Jimmy G has missed games before. So maybe Trey Lance, huh, goes all the way over to Raiders with. Jimmy G yet Full again. Maybe. Maybe that's the way it operates. It would just come down to the 49ers being okay <laughs> with biting the bullet, right? Because Trey, Trey Lance has like virtually no trade value right now. Like you're not getting any way. I mean, I not guess like even that. if. Man, if social media departments over there are working <laughs> and every highlight he throws in these OTAs. Yeah, true. They're pumping out. Put it yeah. out. And they're reminding people he's six foot five. What is yeah. he? I think he is, right? Yeah, six, something, six, four. something like that. He's six, huge. Four, six, five, two, six, thirty. Four. Yeah. Huge. Big a- dude. AJ. Set huge. him up for success six, in some four, preseason two. games if he's still there, too. Make him look good in the preseason. Yeah, let's give him some players that know what they're doing, you know, because some preseason offenses have no chance. Like, a lot of people judge some quarterbacks in preseason who are with, like, the threes, and it's like everybody on that field has no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the offensive line is running two different plays, <laughs> and let alone – how many other players are being added in whenever you think about what this wide receiver thinks they're doing, what this tight end thinks they're doing. Then you got a running back as well, and then the quarterback might not know what the fuck they're doing, but also might know what they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And in that case, they're four plays off. So it is a 
shitstorm a lot in preseason, especially there in the second half. But you put Trey Lance in there, you get some good reps, get some good plays, you put some good highlights, mm-hmm. and you say, we don't want to, we're just in a situation. Maybe you could trade him, but I, I think there's probably a lot of Niners fans that are like, Hold up. We got a guy at three for a reason. It'd be hard not to see him play football and get a shot after getting injured in the second game. Well, especially because because of how fans are, he's not going to have, you know, a couple games. It's going to have to be immediate. Like, if he comes in and they look bad for a quarter or a half, they're going to be calling for his head. And another place would be maybe, granted, they just drafted a rookie quarterback, but he's looked pretty bad thus far, even though everyone has bad OTAs. The Titans, they just got Ron Carthon from the Niners. So you wonder if he actually does like Trey Lance, has probably seen him more than most, might maybe bring him in, partner him with Derrick Henry. Allegedly, the Titans are in on D-Hop. Yeah. Yeah. You hear about this, AJ? Mm -hmm. Vrabel's bringing in DeAndre Hopkins. How do you feel about it? That would make sense. Braves was uh, in Houston as the D-line coach when D-Hop was there, right? And they also have no weapons. Yeah, Yes, true. That's a big problem that they have, so D-Hop would certainly add to that, you know? Does D-Hop want to go there? I mean, if he's visiting. Well, the contract will probably probably be more. He wouldn't yeah. visit if he wasn't interested, right? I mean, you got to visit even – you got to work leverage. If you want to go well, other teams, visit you got to let him know everyone else is interested. If you wanna, yeah, if you want to be a leverage to get other teams. Yeah. Well, well, those three things he said he wanted in a team the Titans have none of. So See, maybe he just – Stability? They got stability for Abel's there. They yeah. might have a bigger yeah. – yeah. they, they bring good the contract in, in the right. next couple years? They, they were up yeah. on the Chiefs yeah. in the playoffs two years ago. I wonder where Tannehill was on his rankings. Ryan Tannehill is Zero. not even being judged as a starting quarterback. <laughs> At all. They, I think I don't know if it was the NFL or ESPN. I thought it was the NFL and Fox. And so one, a network yeah. that has an NFL deal, pretty associated with the NFL, put out a graphic of all the starting quarterbacks in every division and how many years they have in the NFL. And for the starter for the Titans, they put Will Levis's. They put Levis's picture on there. Yeah, yeah. Like disrespectful to Tannehill. Yeah, Larry. Yeah, think? yeah. I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man from Detroit, but went to the University of Minnesota. He obviously has a podcast that we all enjoy on the internet. He's fantastic. We had him on the show one time. We said this guy's fucking electrifying. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, former NFL wide receiver Ron Johnson. Yeah, Ron. What's up, man? How's it going? Hey, thank you for joining us again. I appreciate you. I texted you this morning. I say, because uh, I had your number, and yep. I say, hey, pal, you know, with the Dalvin Cook news, I was wondering if you'd be able to stop on, make us a little bit smarter in the whole NFC North conversation about it. And uh, you said, is this fake? And I, <laughs> yeah. it was uh, it was an incredible response. I appreciated that. I thought it was cool. I appreciate the warm reception, and thank you for coming on. Let's dive into it. Dalvin Cook released as of this morning. Who knows if that has to happen until 4 o'clock. They're saying Broncos are in. They're saying the Dolphins are in. I assume a lot more teams are in. Why are the Vikings not in, you think, Ron? Well, if you look at the Super Bowl the last five years, you look at the Super Bowl running backs. You got a 830-yard running back in uh, Pacheco. You got Sony Michelle, 845. You got Ronald Jones with 978. You got Damian Williams, 498. You got Sony Michelle again, 931. Last time there was a running back that was in the top six slash top five of rushing yards, it's 2013 with the Seahawks. So I think the Minnesota Vikings, looking at what those teams have won a Super Bowl, have done. The running back, honestly, to have a high-paid top five running back is not like it's not bode well for for those teams it's all up to the quarterback now you look at Patrick Mahomes uh you look at Jalen Hurts and I think Kevin O'Connell feels like Kirk Cousins this year he came out of his shell and took a shirt off wore the chains yeah. if he moves on from a running back and says this is truly your team 
Kirk might George Kittle this thing and go butt naked with a pineapple. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. We like that little Chubby's commercial. I try to play the Those things are short. Those Chubby. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I tried to put on the George Kittles. Couldn't get them around the ham hocks here. Is that right? It was a little tight on the old uh, kit and caboodle there, but they were comfortable, I will say. They look very and They had comfy. cool pineapples on them. And uh, I think as soon as you put them on, you get ripped up like George Kittle. Okay. And that's what it's all about. Got a pair right now. But if Kirk Cousins does grow out of it, Kevin O'Connell's offense, you know, and I think we've all had massive respect for it because what Justin Jefferson's been able to accomplish, let alone in full games, just like a couple first halves, he had like 180 yards, 160 yards. That's when the other team's preparing all week. Like, hey, we need to stop Justin <laughs> Jefferson. First, first half of the fucking game, 180 yards wide open, doing his thing with Kirk. Maybe Kirk takes that next step and they decide to go full on mm. Kirk Cousins' shoulders and say, we don't need the chef in the backfield. But Damn, he's a great football player, AJ. Go ahead, pal. Ron, where do you think uh, Dalvin Cook goes? I know we, there's reports he would love to go down and play in Miami. They seem to kind of have a stacked running back room, but where do you think he ends up? Well, I mean, in today's social media world, like when we were growing up, we couldn't do this. He tweeted a video of him running a long touchdown against the Dolphins and said this was an expensive play. So clearly he's trying to allude to that he does want to be in Miami. Miami saw what he can do firsthand. Uh, they, they are the fastest team on turf. So you add him to that mix with the screen game, with some of the passing game stuff. I mean, players don't do things for no reason. We we, we, we joked years ago about Stefan Diggs saying he was sick. And then, you know, people, oh, he, he's fine. And then, look, he's a Buffalo Bill. I, I think for Dalvin <laughs> Cook, he's doing the same thing. Look, I, you might not want me. Somebody else does. I mean, Kevin Stefanski was with the Vikings. We do know he loves the screen game as well. We do know he has a high-paid quarterback that's going to need to run the ball a little bit more uh, unless he signs DeAndre Hopkins. If he can pull off DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook, the, the 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 Browns might actually be a contender. Now, not over the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Baltimore Ravens, but they'll be a contender in somebody's league. They got Chubb there. Yeah, they got Chubb. Chubb yeah. is they, they, uh, no, he's a he's a dog. They need to feed no, Chubb no but more. They, you yeah. can do. More. You can have a two headed monster. Teams have proved they can do that. They just want to run the ball. They don't have a, a, enough receivers. We run agree. The ball every play. It's always like running back by a, a committee almost. That yeah. feels like that is how right. the yeah. whole thing is viewed. And the boys have questions for you, Ron. I'm excited for them. We're thankful you're joining us here. Uh, one of the hosts of Vikings game day live i believe so you're in there there's people and aj alluded to this they're talking like dalvin cook's old you know like he's old like this guy's 27 years old he lost it i think the, one of the reasons why he posted that expensive play or whatever is because he's he's pulling away from people still you know yeah. what i mean running backs get caught all the fucking time that mm -hmm. is not something you know people break through you pick up 30 to 40 but you get down to the 20 and then everybody's pumped up about the run very rarely these days do you see running backs or anything like that breaking through and not getting caught not getting somebody on their whatever the case linebackers are running four threes now i mean it is there's there's speed all over the field why do people act like Dalvin Cook is potentially lost. He is not, right? I mean, he, Dalvin no, Cook is no, still no. fucking Dalvin Cook. No, Dalvin Cook is still. I I said this. I thought I thought they were going to go with the run game because when you add in uh, a Josh Oliver from the Baltimore Ravens, who's truly a blocking tight end who can run some play action stuff and every once in a while in the red zone be a big tight end. But I thought because Kevin or not Kevin Stefanski, uh, Kevin O'Connell said he wanted to run the ball more. Well, why get rid of a running back? But clearly. There's some other pieces. I mean, you you cut them after June 1st, which gives you that $11 million versus the five and nine if you had cut them before June 1st. So they're clearly trying to free up some money for, for Justin Jefferson. I mean, when you have the best receiver in the world, I think that's the, the thought of their you know thought process right now. And, and they're thinking uh, Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler, uh, Kane Wangwu. I think they feel like those guys can give them as a group 1,500, 1,600 yards. What was the name there? The what was the name there? Kane Wangwu. That's a fucking great name. Yeah. 
beast. <laughs> He's a kick it. returner, ran a kickback. Uh, I don't think he did oh. much against the coach, but it didn't matter because the coach were up 33-0, and then we saw what happened after that. But we're not going to talk about that today. Ron. <laughs> we're not talking about that today. What happened? Ron, Ron listen. I don't know. I, I know Cato June texted me and was mad when I yeah. tweeted out. I bet he did. That, uh, I bet he did. <laughs> 30, he, I was, bet, he live bet on the Colts that they were a lock to beat the Vikings when they were up 33-0. And well, the Vikings were a 90-1 to yeah. on FanDuel. 90-1. to yeah. And the Vikings came back and won. Yeah, they I, I did, didn't they? 33-zip, yeah. longest come, or largest comeback in the history of the fucking NFL happened. Yep. Okay, that yep. is. Yep. And I think Dalvin put out actually a highlight of himself. Dalvin had a big play. Yeah, not a big play. Yeah, five people touch him. Five people touch him within like five one. Oh, Two, 34 right three, there was the guy that was live betting. Four. Did you see that tackle? He was <laughs> hey, hold on. Did that you is... see that tackle? Hey. He was the guy. So I was wondering. He wow. was the guy. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. He was the guy that tried to make the tackle. What'd you there. say? That it was 90 to 1? Wait a minute. 90 to 1 odds. 90 he to 1. He might have bet on though. the Vikings. He might. He's. He, I mean, man. 90 to 1. Watch that. Look at... Oh, that's money. He gave effort, though, you know, so he had to really cover it, I guess, mm-hmm. if that's the case. And that's saying, why you can't be gambling right on there. games. He had that FanDuel money on it. Listen to what we have to say. Exactly. We don't want to have to say this. Bummer. We don't want to have to say this about Isaiah Rogers. You fucking did it. You signed up for this. Yeah. Forever. Damn it. Now we got to talk about it. No choice. Pete Rose, everything we say, every highlight we see, we go, he probably had a fucking bet on his game. Now, everything Isaiah Rogers do, we got to go, probably bet on this. Especially when it's 90 to 1. 90 to 1. He did it. Easy, Ron. We don't know oh. if that's true. Oh, we don't know. We don't know. Allegedly. He didn't do that. I did, did tell him, that. though, like, uh, and obviously them is just people that would listen to me speak, which should be nobody. It's it's a wild amount of people, though, that do on a mm-hmm. daily basis. It's crazy. I think we should know, as fans of the Colts and as humans, if Isaiah Rogers bet for the Colts or against the Colts. You know what I mean? Fair. That's fair. That is a piece of information yeah. that I think – like I, if Isaiah Rogers only bet for the Colts, I think Isaiah Rogers' people would be like, "Can we please at least tell people that he bet for the Colts? Like yeah. he wanted to win alongside of the Colts a little bit extra, like boxers do when they bet on himself." I think like PR wise, and not this guy's a scumbag could change mm-hmm. a little bit through the process. I hope we get that information, Rod. I do. I honestly do. But hundreds of bets in the facility mm. on the team. He's fucked. Yeah. yeah. Big time. He oh, is. No. Pac-Man has a question for you, Ron. Ron, anybody know football know that Kirk does not have no nuts? What? Whoa. Oh. Zero Jesus. nuts. Oh, Where did that come from? Zero nuts. Whoa. He is shredded. Yeah, you have God, got rid of. He said, if I die, I, I die. die. Have you ever heard of what? I mean, he, yeah. he's a dog, dude. You get rid of Cook. They going to double old boy over there. And we know, and you know, he's going to give somebody one. He, oh, Kirk shit. always gives somebody one. I just don't understand this move. And, and you saying, oh, well, maybe they're going to go to the passing game. They cannot go and throw the ball 36 times a game and be successful this year. I just want to hear your opinion on this. I mean, I, so look at this. Thing. You know, me and you, we know. As, as a guy, when you're watching Kirk, yeah, he's not the guy that you're going to say he coming through Detroit, he's going to kick it with us, he's going to – no, that's not Kirk. But this is this is what I like about Kirk Cousins. He is who he is. You know what I mean? Like he gonna drive a minivan. Yeah. He gonna do him. And Kirk is smart. So, and I hope like Mike Zimmer 
never put the time into Kirk Cousins. Hey, hey, hey Mike Zimmer is a great dude. That's ah, he is. Zimmer ah, ah, guy that balled out were DBs: Deion Sanders, Pac-Man Jones, Xavier Rhodes. I mean, Rhodes were closed in Minnesota when when Zimmer was here with him. So that's where his time was. He put his time and effort into the DBs. Uh, Kirk Cousins was an afterthought. And, and I mean, we, we saw a, a, a Vikings player, Neverson Griffin, tweet out, Zimmer didn't want Kirk anyway. So you, I don't care how much you've been drinking, what you've been doing, the truth going to come out. And the truth <laughs> came out. He, he said, like, look, Zimmer didn't want Kirk. Well, Kevin O'Connell wants Kirk. He wanted Kirk before he has him now. So I think he's going to try to unlock some of the stuff, you know, like the primetime Kirk issues and all that that everybody brings up. That's just a, a guy not having confidence you know what I mean? Like if Zimmer came to you and said, hey, we, I want you to shut down half the field for this game and we're going to run cover two on the other side, you're going to have the confidence to do it. You're going to say, I'm the guy today. If he come over to you saying, I ain't putting you on that guy today because I don't think you can do it, it's going to be in your head the rest of the game. And I think that's where Kirk was. He mentally, because we can't, we can't deny mental health is serious. He mentally, I don't think, had been unlocked. Kevin O'Connell unlocked something. That man would never take his shirt off and put on chains <laughs> on a plane with Mike Zimmer. Like Kevin O'Connell unlocks something in Kirk. I don't know what, but it, I, I, I truly believe Justin Jefferson might get doubled, but you still got TJ Hawkinson. And so that, that four seams, you can, you can double the outside if you want. That seam going to kill you every time. And that's where I, I think TJ Hawkinson's trade from the Lions was probably one of the best trades uh, that the Vikings pulled off last year. Last question. Go ahead, AJ. What do you think the Vikings' chances are this year? Like how, how did the, the general population around there, what do they feel about the chances? I know the division obviously is – we never know, we don't know what's going to happen in this division this year, especially Aaron Rodgers is gone now, but everyone else seems to have gotten better. What do you think their chances are to win the division and make a run? Well, I mean, Adam Rank, you know, he from the NFL Network, he said the Bears were going to go yeah. 12 and 5. So, wow. if we're listening to Adam Rank, the Vikings are going to go 9 and 8. <laughs> I, I think uh, when, when you look at the yeah. schedule and you truly break it down, it's going to come down to who stays healthy uh, late in the season. I think the Vikings early. Uh, games are going to be not say easy, but it's going to be like a six and two, six and three type of record early. Late in the season is where it's going to come into play. Is everybody still healthy? Have they made it through? Is Alexander Madison like healthy enough to be, you know, running back one? And now, I mean, he is running back one. By the way, the marketing team that put his picture up before this all happened, they already knew Dalvin Cook was going to be cut. I, 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 I truly believe that they got a memo and made a mistake and put that on Twitter. There's no reason to put Alexander Madison on the Twitter banner before this Friday. Like, mm. they did it way too soon, so the writing was on the wall. But, no, I think I think they can win 11 games. I think they can win 11 games. Uh, I think they can win the NFC North. I think the Lions are going to be right there with them. Uh, could come down to that last Lions game where it's up. The NFC North is up for grabs between Whoa. the Lions and the Vikings. Uh, yeah. I think the Packers and the Bears are going to be fighting for the bottom. Uh, but also, I know, because because uh, because Pat Whoa. did text me that Joe and Nick are Steelers fans. So, today is my dad's birthday. He passed away in 2018. But I was left his two Super Bowl rings by the best organization in the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I got his helmet behind me, signed by the 1978 team. So, yeah. you know, you got you got me and Joe Green, Jack Lambert, yeah. all the guys on that helmet. Frank O'Hare's rest in peace. What? So I had to get a Pittsburgh boy some love. I, and, and and so I know I can have the logo. Pat, can you now? I mean, because I know. Yeah, right. We figured it out. We figured okay. it out. I was I was about right. sick of dealing with that there for a bit. Though. That was a wild week. That was a wild. I was yeah. the helmet back here, but you know, I figure, you know what? That's not me. It's you. Could you imagine? I mean, one day it'll all be the stories will all be told. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Foxy has like footage of everything behind the scenes oh, as yeah. it's all happening. It's like when people hear about that particular week and how it went down, they're just gonna say, "No way, that is actually happening." Happen. Mm-hmm. There's no way that is actually happening. It's like, yeah. 
It is. Drew players. Unbelievable. We appreciate the hell out of you, man. Thank you for... No, I appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Cannot wait, okay, for the next time we get to chat. You crush it on this show. You need to hey, know that, Hey, anytime. If Pac-Man's busy, if D-Button D is busy, hey, fly me out there, man. I will I will hang out in Indiana. Oh, what about oh. AQ? Whoa. Oh. Whoa. oh, what about Chuck Bagato? Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, put, put me like 10th on the list. I'll take 10th on the list because oh. I know my jumper. My jumper's a little bit more wet than, than D-Button. Oh. Like, oh. TBs usually can't hoop, but I'll oh what? Oh, I don't know. You want that? Know about that one. <laughs> wow! Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Johnson, thank you. So he didn't want to replace it. Oh, listen, I'm not a white guy. So when you're no, casting a white guy, when you're casting a white guy, I'm not sliding in. Yeah, maybe, but you need you need another black guy. Gotcha. I'll be there. <laughs> That is the locker room, by the way, Yeah, right there. And I wish there was more <laughs> in the world would happen. But, like, uh, that's why when we called Perkins racist the other day. Like, that was awesome. That was a big pop. Yeah, yeah. you got a big chuckle on yeah. yeah, you love that. Like, that type of conversation is, I think, good for <laughs> overall society if we make a mockery out of something that is very super serious. Because I think we're all trying to come together. With that being said, I love talking to that guy. Yeah, he's, he's a man. man. That was good. I really do. I enjoy the hell out of it. He loves the uh, – he, he did have the paddle behind the row of the boat. I didn't want to dive into it. It would have been nice. P.J. Fleck, former friend of the program. That boat's yeah. sinking. I was going to say, is he still a coach there? Oh, yeah. He got a Why huge former? extension. What yeah. happened? He's still a friend of the program. I still view We'll never have him on a show again, which is a shame. Yep. Did, is, what, did somebody do something that I don't know about? Yeah, I just one of his people, like right before he was supposed to come on the show, sent me like a big request not to ask him to give a motivational speech. He doesn't do that kind of uh, stuff on... Because the last time I had him come on, I said, what would you say to somebody? Because <laughs> that is literally what he does. Yeah, yeah. Like, He's one of the greatest motivational speeches, speakers of all time. Slash snake oil salesman, but yeah. No! He hates Minnesota. That's a natural rivalry, Minnesota and Iowa. If you say Minnesota, who hates Iowa? They say, we, we hate, hate Iowa. Iowa. So Ty's coming from a jaded position there. But I just, I took that. I'm like, what? so what? Why did that mess? And I'm like, well, I guess we just Because I can't stop my Myself. Yeah, that would have been the first thing you asked him. Mm-hmm. Anytime he comes on, it'll be immediately. So let's say I'm down in the dumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're so good at it. You know what I mean? So for the sake of our friendship I, and for yeah. our feelings towards Minnesota, we have decided to kind of keep that separate. But he was great on the show. He was. Mm-hmm. He talked about uh, Necton mentality, mentality the awesome. shark mentality. So awesome. Always hungry, always hunting, yep. never tired. You know, and the way they're built is to attack and go forward. It was like a great speech. It was yeah. a great speech. And I was like, all right, next time he comes on, we're going to get another. Right back. We're going to get another one. Of Different these. scenario here. Because I thought he was a Necton towards like motivational speech. Yeah, you know I mean? he, he could do it at any time. Like, no, like he's always hunting a new. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, always what, motivating. What can yeah, what can help me motivate more today? Oh, the sandals. If you thought about these <laughs> sandals and how they're tied together and mm-hmm. how they were thought about, they aren't a full a full shoe. They're just a little bit of a part of a shoe, mm-hmm. but they need to do the job of an entire shoe. So all the little nuclei yeah. that are inside of that sandal need to bear together more than a shoe has to because there's less of it and still the same job. That is like that is I think the guy that PJ oh, yeah. is. Uh-huh. And we get a please do not ask him to give a motivational speech. It's like, what? Well, why are we having him on? Yeah, you know, let's have Houdini on and have him not get out of the fucking straitjacket. <laughs> exactly. You know what like snake what are we supposed to do? <laughs> exactly. AJ? Jesus.
You're like the American uh, escape hero, not swallowing 38 uh, little little nails or whatever. Needles. Yeah. Needles, Needle. not nails. <laughs> Michael Griffin. Okay. He's got it's a Michael Malone. Everything. No, it's Griffin. <laughs> what? It's Harris, is it? Bro, I'm typing up a... I'm typing up a thing to run before a show on ESPN that basically, like, the jackass disclaimer, you know what I mean? So I'm typing up, like, a little reader at the beginning. In, like, the fourth line, as it currently reads, there's, like, there are some inside jokes. It will take you a few days. Yeah. We apologize. Yeah. But once you get it, you will get it. Think of the first time we get it. The Great American Escape Hero. <laughs> yeah. Michael Malone. Malone. Michael Malone. No, it's great. Mike Malone's the head coach of the Nuggets, guy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> This guy's a dog. There's not that <laughs> yeah. many inside jokes. He fucked. Oh, yeah. Dude, he fucked Just me up, dude. Pac-Man and AQ. <laughs> they were trying so hard. Yeah, I know. Were they? Guys trying yeah, so we were. Professional athletes. Mm, I don't believe it. There was no they way. They were part of the show. There was no way yeah. they were prepped beforehand. No. no. They got paid, probably. Did you guys get no, paid by Michael? Paid. I mean, they both came from the outside. They, they were <laughs> here all week. <laughs> You're right. They're not... They might have to. There's a chance Michael somewhere. Malone got into their head without them knowing. All right, let's wrap up this glorious Thursday uh, without Michael Malone. Griffin. We have some. Michael Griffin, sorry. We have some massive breaking news. And when I talk about breaking news, there is levels to this shit. This one is at peak breaking news. You need to know about it. Garth Brooks has announced. <laughs> no way. I was, hoping, I was hoping this is it. We'll have five new albums in. Obviously, those who have ever followed anything in life know that Garth Brooks has an alter ego named Chris Gaines, who's a little bit emo in yeah. the punk scene a little bit. Hangs out with, you know, people that don't necessarily see the good and the up in life. Walk the beaten path. In a kind of our outlaws in their own right. Neo. Garth Brooks sells out stadiums as Garth Brooks. Mm -hmm. Five times to be exact, he sold out Lucas Oil Stadium here in Indianapolis, Indiana to the tune of who fucking knows how many billions. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you the exact price of all of his tours and it's too fucking much. And the reason why we know that is because he's willing to do this. <laughs> Five <laughs> albums. He's fucking around trying a completely different genre with a different human that is the polar opposite of Garth Brooks. Mm -hmm. Garth Brooks is super high yep. energy, you know, mm -hmm. doing the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I can look at my depth, he says. Watch this. I go from one end to the other. Five new albums on the way from fucking Garth Brooks slash Chris Gaines. And thank God, AJ, this is what we need, especially with this writer's strike. You know, we don't yeah. bring a lot of content. Hopefully five. We Yes. Five new albums. Not like you're just going to dip your toe in there, Garth or Chris. Let's just go five Chris, new whoa. albums. Can you, can you pop that picture up quick? That's right. We need to properly. Yeah, Chris. No, I just want to see. Look at look at the picture of Garth. What the hell is that hat? How does it go up at the top? Is there a point on the top of that cowboy hat? So I think Conor know? McGregor was wearing the same hat in the Ultimate Fighter. What does it look a, like up top? It's like a cowboy hat that has a different thing. It's a, it's a part witches, of the background. Like cowboy witches. Like hat. a cone head thing in it, or what is that? Like, look at Diggs. Diggs' cowboy hat, the top of it is just a cowboy hat, right? Yeah, it does look like it morphed. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. It almost happened? looks like a, like a game piece for a game board. From, from yeah. sorry. Like, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, sorry. He yeah. said, hey, can you mimic the shape of my nose to the top of my hat? <laughs> That's right. Chris it's Gaines, obviously calculated. Everything he does is calculated. Absolutely. That's why Chris Gaines looks the way that Chris Gaines looks, and Garth looks the way Garth looks. Yep. Oh. Pat, did you know about these two? No. <laughs> I thought Chris Gaines was just when Garth like cuts his hair and his beard. It's still Garth. No, he's actually a method no. actor. Yeah, that's that's right. Chris, Chris is uh, from Brisbane, Australia. 
he already released one what album. He had a couple top hits on it. Yeah, what I heard that first. album. There was supposed to be a Chris? full le- Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, what do you yeah, mean? He's, he's he an Australian. Backstory? He's an Australian yeah. fucking singer. There was supposed to be a full length feature film to accompany the album. Like who started Nemo. Nemo? Well, I mean that's a whole different movie. Pixar. The emo, yeah. Uh, yeah. the emo of the stuff. Garth started one day out of nowhere. Yeah, he was doing this little side gig here. Nobody knew about it. Yeah, he just got his, so his bored. First, his first album made it to number two on the Billboard charts. Yeah, Chris Gaines. Yeah. Well, that was because like everybody had found that, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Hey, oh, about his next five. doing? Five about the, he's about to go triple platinum. Yeah, you know what I mean? can't wait to Chris Gaines concert. Yeah, oh, oh my God, I didn't even think about. It. He's wait, did he do any? Stadiums. Did he do any Chris Gaines concerts? I don't know if he did or not. I think Chris Gaines opens for Garth Brooks. He doesn't do stadiums. Chris Gaines uh, never does awesome. That'd be such a sellout move. I can't do it. Chris Gaines right. only does yeah. hole in the wall, small, right. mm-hmm. like that bar you were at in Texas. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, in the basement. That's right. Yeah, at a barbecue spot. Uh huh. Yeah. World famous, it's like oh, 15 no. people in here. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the one with like skulls hanging off the, the ceiling with, yeah. the, with the loud music. Yeah, that's the one yeah. that Chris Gaines is playing in. There he is. Rest in peace, Garth. You had a great music career. Oh, there's What's the top hat of his hat. What's that hat? What is that? I think it doubles as a saddle. <laughs> my, put that Come on ride my face. So his wife's a singer too. Does she have an alter ego? Does she go into the character? Yeah, I wonder if like Mrs. Gaines happens. I'd assume so. It has to. You know what I mean? Yeah, has so to. sweet. So cool. Yeah. They so, move into a, they have a whole new house too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they change cars too. Like as they're driving a pickup truck, they like park it on the side of the road. Then they hop in some fucking the Corolla. Car. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever they're driving. Pull into the new home, new house, new mm-hmm. lighting, new everything. Get pissed off right when they walk in, have to completely change their attitude. I hate everything. I fucking hate my job. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he surgically removes his foreskin. To be Chris Gaines and yeah. then has it reattached when he goes back to being Garth. He's full method, you know, in a hundred percent. These five albums are gonna be so good. So good. Think about what he's doing. Yeah. I was worried about music too for a second and now we're back. We're sitting. Oh yeah. Let's go to the phones. Congrats wow. speaking of music, congrats to uh Travis Rudolph, who was a wide receiver for the Giants practice squad, I do believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who in twenty twenty one was at his house and his ex girlfriend had, I guess at this point, not allegedly, actually told her brothers to go kill this man who was in the NFL. He comes outside with a gun and uh, says, you shouldn't try to kill me. (laughs) And they said, we're going to kill you. And he shot his gun. Mm -hmm. Wounded one, killed another Mm -hmm. in the NFL. Ends up going to jail, obviously getting charged with murder and everything. Got found self-defense, not guilty. So congrats to Travis Rudolph. Congrats, Travis. Not happy about anybody dying in this whole thing, but there's text messages, I guess, from the ex-girlfriend actually telling people to go kill him. That got brought up in court, so it was actual self-defense. I think that kind of pieced it together. So I I don't know if he's going to be back in the NFL. How great of a football player he is. Went to Florida State, knows Dalvin Cook, Mm -hmm. and he just got found not guilty. What a life. He's he's going to feel much different at this exact moment than he did maybe in the past, AJ. Yeah, I'd say I saw that video. Oh, yeah. Man. Immediately. How long was he in jail? I don't know. I I think he was on house arrest, too, because he said new ankle. Yeah, Yeah. they got him out. Uh, Okay. Yeah, they they made bond and house arrest. Had uh, good. I mean, if they're coming to kill you and they have guns, they proved he protected himself, right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, think about the... The Cleveland thing. That's crazy. What's that? I'm just saying, well, the two kids from uh, Cleveland got robbed, like... It's just a crazy oh, world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, outside the nightclub yeah. right now. Yeah. Felton and uh, yeah. 
This yeah, you, you can be targeted in yeah. the current world. Uh-huh. They're in more, it seems like, as everybody's being tracked to everywhere they go. Like that nightclub thing out of Cleveland seems like, and I'm not going to act like an expert here, have been to these situations before, and we've all heard about it. There's a chance that that was like a obviously a setup mm-hmm. and a target. Mm-hmm. And, hey, these guys are in here. Uh, you have a couple chains. I mean, you have one chain on that's like $30,000. Like, oh, yeah. Let alone having a multiple watch. chains on, a watch mm-hmm. on. Like, there is certainly money to be had if this person is to be unconscious at this place at uh-huh. time. And all you need is one person tipping yeah. somebody off, and then you can get set up and boom, you're out of there. The guy's got their car stolen and everything robbed from them right. at 3.30 a.m. in Cleveland at a nightclub. And then something else happened like a week later. It's like, that's craziness that this is just kind of happening so casual yeah. these days. In L.A., I guess people are just getting robbed left and right. It's just yeah. becoming like a new very standard operating procedure. Yeah, man. Um, be safe out here. Security. Yeah. yeah don't oh, be yeah. posting where you're at every time. Yep. Never. Yep. You know what I mean? And people that are robbing you are much smarter than you could imagine. Like, I think everybody <laughs> just thinks, like, they're, they're, they're plotting. Like, there yeah, is... Some, yeah. There is, like... They get away with it? Not every. You're right. Not every. Huh? Yeah, they got away they with get, it. They took his truck. Did they get away with it? And where did they find his truck? All of that. Yeah, according to police, two players left the Cleveland nightclub early Monday morning when they got the Newsom's truck in a nearby parking lot. Six men... That, so that's a full operate. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, this is operation. Yeah. Six masked men jump out of an unknown car and rob them at gunpoint 330. In addition to stealing jewelry, the suspects fled, uh, fled in Newsom's truck. I don't, did, they said they got away? Yeah, I don't yeah, think they've been caught yet. So you just dumped that. I mean, we all have seen it. Take it to a chop shop mm-hmm. somewhere or something. Bam, drop it off. See you later. I mm-hmm. don't keep yeah. moving. Everybody stay safe out there, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Especially with the AQI. Exactly. Oh, yeah, man. Our QI is high. AQI is high. And we don't know if there's going to be any relief from the AQI until it rains. 40% chance of rain this weekend in New York. Ain't that right, Bruce? Everybody over there is hoping they're in the 40%. Rain and smoke. For rain here. What's what? that, pal? We're hoping for rain here big time. Yeah, need it. Yeah, I think it's 162 around there right now, so a little bit better than <clears throat> last night. 245 was the peak, right? Um, that was just kind of like an overall look. I, I think some places did get even higher to that into like the 350 zone. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. The hazardous. Did not know about this AQI until two days ago. Turns yeah. out, real deal. Yeah. yeah. Hey, real deal, this AQI. I know you guys had it in Columbus and Dublin. Are you okay? I'm doing all right, yeah. Uh-oh. Did you halt practices like the Jets and Giants are doing today? Right. Are they really? Yeah. No. Games we didn't, have been we didn't, canceled? We didn't have to alter anything, yeah. Business as usual. Yeah, because their smoke is even worse than what was going on in you know New York from that yeah, New York cloud. crazy. They're it easy. did, bro. Indy was like that, though, too, one night. It wasn't that's as... Real, that's a real picture. Jeez. Can't see anything. Yeah, I think it was it, Tuesday, right? Yeah, Indy had... I don't think Indy had this level, but no. it was certainly... Pretty solid. Noticeable. That's why all the New York pictures that were coming out, it was like, damn, that's even more than what we had when we thought we had a bunch of, we were being told we're not allowed to go outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's not safe to go outside. It's like, you look outside, like, yeah, that's a real deal. Then these New York pictures start coming out. It's like, holy shit. Can't see anything up there. Yeah, you wonder if maybe something's going on up there, especially with what we saw in oh, Vegas in May. Is the live cam currently? 252. Looks hey, great. New York's back. Beautiful. Here we oh, go. Okay. All right, Woo. didn't even need rain, Bruce. Bruce. Let's go. Come on, Bruce. Look at this. Look at the boats. Bruce. Looking good. Got boats look at out the boat. Look at the empty on a river. So yeah. they, they were Sailboat. also saying that it was worse than like 2019 in California. Like it was, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, California, like the like legit smog. Yeah, LA, like they have that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like a thing. Part of it. Just, yeah. That's why it, it happening out here. 
I think we all knew what it was, but it was like, damn, we don't have that Never here, ever. It. No. A lot of fire, huh? A lot of yeah. fire. AJ, did you see? Sorry, that was my hand there. They start at different times? <laughs> Summertime. What do so you mean? The fire dry. goes all the way from this side, yeah. okay, all <laughs> the way over to this side. Mm -hmm. Whoa. This is Maine up here. Yep. Mm -hmm. Fire's from here. Hey, Michigan, oh. how you doing, Mitten? Yep. All the way over to, boom, Seattle. Over here. And then up here it's happening. Mm -hmm. And then the wind's bringing it. Yeah. And then the wind bringing over here to New York, right mm -hmm. here. Uh -huh. And we're down, down here in Indiana, right here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful representation. It was pretty good. That's exactly yeah. what it was. You tried doing that fucking backwards in a thing. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Had, it, yeah. had the cardinal corrections. <laughs> directions correct. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Miles in Sacramento, California. What's going on, Miles, on the 5 Energy phone line? Hey, Pat, AJ, boys, how you doing? Keep it moving. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. Hey, I just wanted to ho hopefully I could see you and Pac-Man as team. Smell me, Don. At SummerSlam against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the undisputed tag team belts Whoa. up in Ford Field, Detroit, Whoa. Michigan. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mom. Fuck the Detroit Lions. That? You guys talking shit to me on Twitter last season because y'all got y'all ass dug in by the New England Patriots, 29 to zero. All I said was, "Hey, y'all oh, not even Who's he talking to? crying on hard knocks, and y'all going." Oh so no! Man, I didn't hang up on him. Call him back. <laughs> All right, I didn't finish. I didn't hang up finish. On him. He wasn't happy. Sorry, he sorry, Osmo. No, it hey, was John Rom talking to Liv? to Liv. Is that what caused this? Was John Rom in deep negotiations? So they said a former world number one mm. was in pretty deep negotiations. And now I've seen John Rom's name out there too. Obviously, it's yeah, but that's what I'm. So I was just trying to set the uh, set for why. They said current number one, I thought. Or no, no who's number one? Former. Yeah, former world number one has yeah. been deep negotiations with Liv, and then John Rom last week was asked about the Ryder Cup, and he said something along the lines of like, "I don't care where they play if they're good. Let's put them on the team." Pretty much mm -hmm. about the Ryder Cup, yeah. and it was like, "Hell yeah, that's how we feel." So if John Rom was heading over to Liv, holy hell, what a go ahead. No, no, go ahead. That would have been quite a shift. It would have been oh, huge. Yeah. John Rom's superstar. Yeah. He's a guy that people watch Master. and know. Now, granted, on the CW, we still wouldn't have watched. Nobody would have. Yeah. But the clips would have probably drew a little bit more interest mm -hmm. as they continue to drive and build an audience in there. So is John Rom the reason? And also, I believe we have had a follow-up that all of those guys will get offers from Live to compete in Live events. Now the PGA and Live has merged. An anonymous Live executive has said, uh, said that would happen. <laughs> all of the players will get offers from live except for that little bitch rory mcelroy yeah. <laughs> yeah is what the anonymous live executive said this Wild. is real from nuclear golf new speaking to alan shipnuck a live executive discussed the future of the league now we can finally get hideki and john rom i would say every big name on the pga tour will get an offer except rory nobody wants that little bitch on our team <laughs> oh okay so rory just a couple days ago said i still hate live yep. uh -huh. i fucking i hope they end that's probably what's going to happen here so there's real beef between those two because rory really took a stand against everybody that went to live while live was starting greg norman and rory had quite a little budding rivalry as mm. this whole thing was taking place that still reigns true it see it seems yep. even though they were going to maybe pay rory 500 yep. million dollars Nuts. so with that piece of information we would think that at least some of the guys are going to get some of the money 
money back that they were offered initially, and they can maybe make it right now that they understand that the league that they're operating for or fighting for is willing to take the money maybe they can as well. That was my confusion when I read that. was like uh, you would think the PGA Tour, when they made this agreement or whatever, that part of it would be like, hey, you can't, like, can't keep taking guys from the PGA Tour. Apparently, I'm completely wrong. Well, now PGA's. Who cares? We all. It's all going yeah, in the same yeah, pot. Like, same. Yeah. I figure too. They said Liv's not going anywhere. So, like, there still are going to be two separate tours. Those guys will just be able to like what that. play world all golf the ranking points, right? Yeah. Isn't it just a big deal. They can get golf world ranking points to get into all the other qualify for all the money at the end. Isn't that what Scott Van Pelt said? Scott Van Pelt said, like, are they going to get world ranking points now that this has happened on the Live? Yeah. And that's even more conversations. Yeah. And Rory alluded to them not being around anymore. Right. And then we're being told they're still going to be in a league and get an offer so i i think there's a lot more question marks but the one thing that did seemingly get a little cleared up there from the anonymous executive is that these guys are going to get a little bit of money yeah like. which is yeah. huge aside from rory which is hilarious but do you think that the live events are going to be exclusively team events and that's how they're bringing team in or is it just going to be like the adelaide tournament by live and then it's just another tournament i don't think the team on. stuff matters anymore I really don't. They, their goal was to, to grow those teams and then sell them for a ton of money. I don't think that's the, that's the plan anymore. I don't think they, they knew that wouldn't probably work. That quote said nobody wants them on their team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when, it first, when it first happened, it said that they yeah. were ke- keeping the team events. You know, unless they're talking team, yeah. like as live as a team, yeah. as a whole. Yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know. I, thought Man, they, I don't think they know. I think they're working through everything right now, too. Yeah, everybody's kind of learning. It was a seven-week process. New within 10 minutes of Venice or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go to the phones. Congrats to golf. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it going, golf. I'm going to continue to try to get good at golf. AJ, you've been working? Uh, a little bit. Hit balls a little bit. Me too. I mean, he's lying. He hit 200 balls. Remember, we went through this last year. Yeah. And then we got there and he was on Yeah, but me and him both. I motivated. could hit. We're both motivated. I could hit 200 balls in, in 10 minutes, though. Like, I, I, don't, <laughs> like, I don't sit there and reset in between each shot if I am hitting balls. I'll hit boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Have you been doing that? Uh, I did a couple days ago, actually. Took my son and went to the actual real range, hit off the grass. Much different than hitting off the uh, turf. No, no, no. Uh, don't tell me. I don't need that right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only golfing on a sim. I'm, I'm not, I haven't been yeah. on grass. I don't need to hear that it's, it's different at all. I need to hear it's the exact same. You got to get used to it. You got to get used to hitting. It's, it's real easy to chunk the first 15 to 20 when you get on the grass. Fine. <sighs> nah. Nah, I'm plucking them like Tiger and yeah. Spotty. You're yeah. wrong. Yeah. That's my plan. Hey, Pac's a player. I know. What do you mean? I've watched. I'm getting better. You got PXGs, Pac? Yeah, I got PXGs. You like them? Love them. Everybody does. I got mine. Hey, I've been using mine up there. You're good. You got your PXGs, too? Yeah, I've been using Did you get fitted? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I paid for it, but just wanted to support the guy that came on the show. Mm -hmm. Bob Parsons, love that guy. They're seemingly giving deals to everybody. Yep. (sighs) We got an interview with Bob. We did. That was enough for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great guy. I like him. The clubs? I'm using their clubs right now. It's fitted. That's I'm cool. fucking. I'm swinging a good club right now, AJ. I'm swinging a good. I believe club. it. I've seen it. You posted some videos. You got you coming right out of the pocket. You look good. <laughs> I am coming right out of the pocket, aren't I? Because John Rahm. Whatever that, that means, yeah. What sticks you, you got, know, AJ? I mean, whatever that means. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I have some my my irons. I got. Uh, I won like longest drive at a charity golf event like 12 years ago, and they Whoa. gave me 500 bucks to the to the gift shop or the, the pro shop, and I used them towards my Titleist irons. I have whatever I don't know what they're called, but Titleist from 10 years ago. How well, you love them too, huh? They play love good them. golf. Love them, and I got that driver that A Rod sent us. I got the, the second version because the first version the face cracked on me, so I got the, the model two. Yeah, this guy's cracking fucking yeah. driver. Yeah. That's hard. how hard he swings, mm-hmm. dude. The barbarian with a golf stick. <laughs> 
is him at the tee box every single day. Bombing balls. Bombing balls. Hey, let's do Walt Tahoe. Road to Tahoe. Okay. Win. Talked to CC Sabathia earlier talking about that Tahoe thing. Can't wait for it. I'm being told we have some breaking news from Schultz. Frank Clark, pass rushers going to the Denver Broncos. Sources Ooh. tell Jordan Schultz at the score. The three time Pro Bowler and two time Super Bowl champ of the Chiefs finds a new home in Denver. Congrats, Frank. Wow. Congrats, Frank. Frank. Long, Frank. If this is real, congrats, Frank. And also, Sean Payton's been making a lot of moves. Dude. <laughs> if this is real, what do you mean? Uh, congrats, Frank. Yeah, yeah. That's it's real. It's real. Yeah, maybe it's real. We, we think we believe it is real. Jordan Schultz, he's a dog. He's out there doing his yeah. thing. Yep. He gets lied to sometimes. Not his fault, obviously. Right. Has a much higher hit rate than a miss rate. So let's assume this is accurate. Sean Payton's been making a lot of plays with that roster. Yeah. I'm excited to see the Broncos team this year, AJ. I think everybody is. I think Sean Payton's excited to see what this Bronco team looks like with him at the helm and see the improved Russell Wilson. I know he's got a new bod, doesn't he? Doesn't he slim down? Yeah. Great. Uh. Yeah. yeah, he has your jawline now. Yo. He had mine last year. Yeah, I'd say he's doing good. I don't like the fact, though, that we were kind of publicly lied to by Russell Wilson last year. Okay? What? You know, How, what did he do? He wasn't ready to ride? Him taking those shoulder pads to Monaco, acting as if he has to get his work in every single day. Yeah. Then having the capability of losing a visible 25 to 30 pounds. Right. <laughs> it just feels like I was lied to a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Feels oh, yeah. like, no. But I am happy that Russell has found his way and is seemingly back. He's doing high knees in the middle of the, the plane. Yep. Is that because he didn't do high knees the rest of the week? Like, yeah. Just had to sneak him in. I'm up. Might as well do this right now. Like, I am very excited to see this reborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's super religious, so I don't want to take well, football. Yeah. But he's yeah. like a reborn Russell Wilson, it feels like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again. Took a lot of shrapnel last year. A ton. Played a lot of shit football last Lots. year. Yeah. Well deserved. A lot. Off the field got buried hard. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. those are the types of things, if you think about the way he operates as a human, like that's all he's wearing all of that. Oh yeah. And it's there is a chance that he is you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's back. You think, that's gonna happen? you think he's going to be back? Um, I believe in coach. So if he ain't going to be back, he ain't going to be there. Yeah, well, so. That's a great call. Yeah. yeah. Well, play Stidham. I, I wouldn't put it past Sean Payton. Just, Sean Payton's know, not leaving. Yeah, put yeah, Sean put Payton Stidham in. Sean Payton negotiated with the owner when he right. was negotiating mm-hmm. this deal. That is correct. <clears throat> okay, Russ, I assume that the owner said, we're pumped you're here. They were there. I, we don't think you were negotiating with the owner directly. Is this Sean Payton negotiated with the owner. Gia. I'm interviewing you. Yep. Let's make sure this is good. <laughs> and if it is good, sweet, I will come. Right. You're welcome. I will save the program. That is kind of how it's being viewed from the outside. I don't know if that's how Sean Payton viewed it, because I think that's just kind of his normal day-to-day. But damn, him getting the power over there is making us all believe they're just going to be good. 100%. And that's just like, the yeah, Sean Payton's good. We'll figure He'll figure it out. What a yeah, t- we have a lot of faith good for Sean. in what he can do. Yeah. Yeah. AJ, good for Sean. That, that is our natural reaction, don't you think? Fuck him. Well, yeah, he's offensive guru, offensive genius, and he's going to a team that has a solidified defense that we know has plenty of studs, right. and their offense has studs as well. It's just Russ took a bit of a step back last year. Where can he get back on track? I don't know. Was that Nathaniel Hackett? Was it Russell Wilson? Was it a combination of all of those things? Did Russ going over there actually play a little bit on his mental health about how it ended in Seattle, about maybe they don't want me, they don't like me. They were willing to – 
They actually said, yeah, we will fucking move yeah. on yeah. from this entire situation. Was that a little bit of a, a culture shock for the Russell Wilson experience? Who knows what it all could be, but we do know is we're assuming he's going to be better. The Broncos just signed Frank Clark, we think, uh, yep. to make that team solidified <laughs> to go on a run in the AFC West. Joining us now, the man that broke that news, ladies and gentlemen, Lil Latte, Jordan Schultz. Schultz, thanks for uh, taking a break from your summer vacation to kind of break news and join us about it you look fantastic pal you know what i actually look like shit but that's be- that's only because it's only because i'm bloated from from having dairy last night patty okay last <laughs> night dairy will get you is that a 24 hour thing or is it 12 hours you or- know you, you know for me it's really a 48 hour ordeal but i didn't think i was going to be on the best show on tv so i thought i was okay today however Fair the nice. news came and as you know when the news comes you got to attack yeah and you never know when the news is going to be well here, said. especially if it's uh, Golden. just a short 13 to 14 hours after you have some dairy. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to do what you got to do, especially in the insider game that's filled with sharks with the Necton mentality. Schultz, so this is true. This is true. Patrick, of course. Hey! So Frank Clark, who is a three-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champ with the Chiefs, now heads to Denver, stays in the division, and obviously this is a move that they make knowing that, as you said, they they believe, Denver does, that they're going to have a really good offense and that Russell Wilson, who's lost significant weight, is going to deliver the good with Sean Payton. Now you add to the defense, which obviously traded away Bradley Chubb, um, but they do have Nick Benito. They have some young pass rushers there. Now you add in a Frank Clark who's had really good success, not only with Seattle, but obviously with Kansas City and has had some postseason juice. So I like the move a lot, and I think it will help them. Do you think there's more moves to be made here in the veteran free agent market? Since I don't think any of us had Frank Clark going on this particular Thursday, June 8th. What are you hearing about action potentially around the rest of the NFL as you're housing Derry and hanging out in uh, the office in New York? So you still have some real names, Pat, that have not been signed. Names like Leonard Fournette, obviously – Zeke Elliott, Kareem Hunt, uh, Jarvis Landry. So players that have had tremendous success, pro bowlers, all pros, but obviously the running back is is a fungible position. We haven't seen a lot of running backs find homes yet. I would say another name to watch for is is Adrian Amos, who obviously AJ knows a lot about. Has had a lot of success in Green Bay, 20 career interceptions. He is 30, which is a little bit older for a safety, but still a productive player. I wouldn't be surprised if if he ultimately returned to Green Bay. But, yeah, to your point, Zeke, Fournette, Kareem Hunt, three really productive running backs, and Juice Landry. Those are probably the four biggest names, and obviously Dalvin Cook as well. There it is. Go ahead, AJ. uh, Where do you think D-Hop's going to end up, Schultz? And that's the other one. And the reason I don't bring it up is because I – I really don't know. So he visits really? Tennessee. Really? Don't what? Whoa. Hold on. Whoa. Hold on. No, I, dairy? I, yeah, I, too much dairy as I as I sit here bloated on this amazing You don't look funny. You look good. Yoked up, Schultz. I have been in the gym, and I have been on kind of a healthier kick. Let's go. And it's it's because I want to feel I want to feel energized when I come on this program. Well, a little ice um, cream on a Wednesday won't kill you. Yeah, come on. You're doing great. You look, look good, Schultz. You don't look bloated at all. Look at you drinking your water. So, so I appreciate that, Patty. Here, here's the deal with no D-Hop. problem, Jordy. He is he is 30. He's still a really good player. I I'm not sure he is what he was three or four years ago, but he's still a top flight wide receiver. And think about Tennessee, right? They have Traylon Burks. They obviously released Robert Woods. 
he would make a lot of sense there. And I think Ryan Tannehill has an opportunity to to have a pretty decent season there. Obviously, Will Levis, of course, is is waiting. But Hopkins makes a lot of sense in Tennessee. But make no mistake, I've asked around. There are multiple teams that are interested in Hopkins. It really just comes down to money. And I think that's why, you know, Dalvin Cook gets released. He was getting paid $10.4 million this season, which would have been third in the league, I believe, behind McCaffrey and Kamara. And they weren't going to pay him that type of money, especially when they had Madison at two year seven extended. So Dalvin Cook will have plenty of interest. You know, maybe it's a Miami, maybe it's a Buffalo. He can reunite with his brother. Maybe it's a team like Denver, Dallas. Uh, Hopkins will have plenty of interest, but it comes down to money. And I don't think either one, especially Hopkins, and I said this last week, I don't get the sense that he's in a real hurry. When do you think these decisions will be made? Training camp? Before training camp? After training camp? Middle of summer? What, 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 are, you, huh? what are you thinking, Jordan, for some of these people? I, I think Cook goes first. He is 27, which is still pretty reasonable for a running back. He just had his first shoulder surgery to repair the torn labrum. He's the only running back in the last four years to have over 1,100 yards rushing. He's also eclipsed 1,300 all-purpose. He's a terrific player. He's been a pro bowler every season in the last four years. I think he goes first. I think Nuke probably goes next. And then I think you start to see the Fournettes, Hunts, and, and, Zeke's, and Zeke's find a home. I wouldn't even rule out Elliott back to Dallas. Like To me, that would make a lot of sense considering Tony, Tony Pollard comes off the broken leg and you could essentially restructure the contract. But I think Cook goes first if I'm a betting man. Go ahead, AJ. Schultz, what else is out there on the horizon going on in the NFL? Are we going to see anything happen in the next, like, two, three weeks? We know this is kind of a weird dead period. Is anything going to pop up? Free agency-wise? Yeah. Like, are teams going to make any moves? They're all taking their vacations because minicamp's going to be over. So I think Cook will get done within the next few days, week. Whoa! Okay. Whoa! Okay. Soon. Whoa, put That's it on right. the ticker. Yep. Put it I, on the I ticker. Think within a, why don't we just say to be safe, Cook gets done within a week. I think he's first. The other guys, yeah. I would say, probably take some more time. Hopkins could take multiple visits. He could also have a great visit in Tennessee come Monday afternoon and say, I want to uh, be a Titan. Um, he wears but hats. I think Cook yeah. probably yeah. is first, Nashville. then Hopkins, and then I think the other veterans trickle down. But to Thank your you, point, AJ. to your point, AJ, minicamp, once that's done, a lot of teams and GMs will take their, their, their vacations, and there's not necessarily a rush. And also, the players, the veterans, there's not really a rush for them to find a home necessarily until we get to you know close to training camp. Ty has a question for you about life. Yeah, Jordo, uh, we've been talking a lot about the AQI in New York uh, as of late. We all saw the pictures. We know you're you know in the Big Apple right now downtown. What is the AQI like right now? Uh, can you walk outside? Do you need a gas mask? And also, do you know what the genesis of these wildfires uh, was? Sources close to the Schultz report say that it is the Canadian wildfires where they have burned yep. tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of acres. And, you know, it's like a thousand miles away. And yet it looks post-apocalyptic in New York City. Today has been the best it's been over the last three days. Last night was horrendous. You really couldn't go outside. And I have a, a good buddy of mine who has asthma. And he, like, legitimately got sick after five minutes walking around the streets. It was horrible yesterday. They canceled the Yankee game. It looked it looked like going a out there with asthma. You can't, that's the number like one a, thing you should be looking for. Yep. It looked like a scene out of a, out of a Marvel movie, honestly. It looked crazy. It's still really bad, though. You you do not want to go walking around. Put it this way. Okay. The Schultz Report likes the boxed 
three times a week in the mornings. Okay, we speak in third person. Damn. <laughs> I'm doing that only on this show for this audience. Sick. And uh, I like to run to the gym. I did not do that today. No, you walked. Oh, you walked. So when you're boxing, you're boxing humans, the bag. What are you doing? You're shadow boxing. You're doing the drills. How are Spar? you? Uh, I, oh, the Schultz report. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I, I, I'm not exactly at the level of, of sparring. I like the bag and the pads because, nice. frankly, if you start sparring someone that actually knows what they're doing, that's when you see the broken nose, the, the bad things start to happen. Yeah, we don't need that on no. you. Pac-Man has a question for you, Jordan. I just, I just got a text. Okay. I just got a text about uh, – actually, Pac-Man, go first because I want to see if I get oh, another one. Go ahead. Sure, you're sure, you're sure. Jordan, I'm worried about you. You keep fucking swiping your head. Your shirt look wet <laughs> as hell. Are you okay? <laughs> I was on the elliptical oh. because – because I, I, I really wanted to get in some cardio yeah. when I got the call. You had me nervous. That Frank Clark was going to Denver. So I'm actually sweating profusely. <laughs> I feel like I look like Ben Stiller on the date with Jennifer Aniston yep. in the great film Along Came Polly. Good look, though. Well said. Yeah, I think you look good. I think you've done well. We're very thankful that you joined us. Pac-Man, I really appreciate that you noticed it because... I couldn't tell with the small screen if it was coming through, but now that you said that, I feel goodness gracious. I'm going to just look horrendous. You're on our LED LED board, 4K. So like, <laughs> you can see anything saw on these cameras. Up here, you know what I mean? Big but time. We are very happy that you look absolutely incredible. You came on the program. The Frank Clark uh, news is real, and what it sounds like is tomorrow. Schultz Report's going to be able to jog over to the boxing gym. Yes, sounds sir. like you're living large. We appreciate the hell out of you, pal. I miss you guys. What do you guys think? I'm just curious. What do you think of the Frank Clark Denver move? You like it? Yeah, well, first we thought it was fake because it came from your account. (laughs) Which was rude of us. That was rude. We all self-admittedly said, that's rude. Shouldn't do that. But then we wanted to clarify. We wanted to get confirmation. We called you. You joined us fresh off the fucking workout, sweating through your polo, fixing your shirt. What? We appreciate the hell out of you. You're the man. I love We like the move. We like the move. Ladies and gentlemen, Schultz Report. There you are. Couldn't really see you. He's always so low in the camera. Always. <laughs> you know High I mean? ceilings in there. He's always just so damn low down here. Mm-hmm. Just got to. <laughs> that's fun, isn't it? Uh, it's always the best that's with Jordan. That's, that's a good time. Yeah. Old Jordo. He called me Patty a couple times. Patty. Oh, yeah. uh, he called himself Schultz Report a few times. Yeah, he did. A third person was cool. Yeah, Schultz Report likes to box. <laughs> oh, we should have told him virtual reality. He knows. He, he knows. Yeah. He's got that week. 35 hunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, he already has. Did the... you see that reaction from the uh, rollout of the <laughs> the Apple virtual reality thing? No. What do you mean? What kind of reaction? They said it was $3,500, and people started laughing at it yeah. in the middle of the oh, room, yeah. in the room. Like, I've never seen Oh, that. I didn't see in the room happen. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, like, you see those presentations where, like, Steve Jobs is like, in this thing right here is going to change the entire fucking world. And everybody's like, whoa. Oh. And then he does the whole song and dance. And I, you know, obviously anytime you debut a new product, people do that. And normally it's a bunch of marks in the theater. So it's all, yeah, here we go. You know, everybody does this thing. Well. They rolled out that thing. And there was, the <laughs> what? Yeah. You, what? what? Pretty much. I've never seen a reaction like that. No, never. To any product ever. Everyone, everybody in there will buy it. Have to. Probably. Everybody will use Apple Pay. 
to, to, buy. to actually buy. Mm-hmm. Right. And they won't even know how expensive it is because Apple Pay will just go, yeah, just tap your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're good. Don't worry about it. See Perfect. you later. Mm-hmm. Oh, we just put you on layaway for the next 10 years. Oh, <laughs> shit. We're just going to take that money <laughs> out just casually. You won't even know it's there. Buck 50 here, 250 there. Mm-hmm. You'll look back in. I thought I had seven bucks. Oh, no, 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 only five. Nope. We're going to get it. Don't you worry about it. You'll have no problems. But right now you're laughing at this uh, price because it is fucking absurd. Yes. Ridiculous. $3,500 is a lot of money. <laughs> so much money. It yeah. better be good. Especially in the inflationary phase that we're currently exactly. in. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For sure. <laughs> With this AQI? <laughs> How is the AQI? So basically it's like <laughs> 300 plus in some places, which is not good. But, you know, you heard Jordan Schultz. He, you know, he's going to be jogging to the gym tomorrow, so basically it's probably pretty good. Bruce, do you and Schultz Report go to the same boxing gym? Definitely not. What are you Whoa. talking about? What does that mean? No, nah, mine, mine's not in Manhattan anymore. Moved up to Harlem. I don't think Schultz is making his way. So you suits over there, you guys are like, you know what, we want box. There's just like a lot of boxing gyms in New York. Um, there, so there's one that's kind of like the, the soul cycle of boxing. It's called rumble. And that one is like the app. fairly Mickey mouse. Are you fighting people or bags? Uh, it's all bag work <laughs> oh. and like dancing basically. Love that. Nice. Yeah. Just getting after like it. It is a good, it is a good workout. I, I went to Mendez boxing gym. To Whoa. Boston. Oh, we're fighting the brothers. Yeah. We were sparring in there for sure. You box. Don't you? Yeah. You just walk in there and say. I want box. Mm-hmm. I want you, box. Yep. Is that what happens? Yeah. And then what? They just eyeball your weight and they say, this person's good for you. And you put on a helmet and then you guys just start boxing each other? Well, normally your coach will have you like three, four guys that you can work Pick with. Pick and choose? Oh, yeah. work with. That virtual reality boxing is doing enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the job done. It's doing enough for me. I wonder if Apple's headset will have like the head shake and like hit your head a little bit oh where something like actually comes through and boom yeah like vibrates like, uh, no it like pops through oh it actually like gives you a shot 3500 it better somebody. fucking draw blood yeah, better yeah. do something maybe it will prick me yeah got a little color <laughs> that'd be cool what bust it open i come out yeah, yeah black eye <laughs> what that'd be awesome what if you're using it for suck sites <laughs> what's that pal what <laughs> what, are they going to suck your eyeballs, pal? You want to suck? Yeah, I don't know. How are they going to? I thought we were spitballing. What, are they going to start massaging your eyes? I know we were bringing up. 3500 bucks, this thing better <laughs> massage yeah. my eyes. Better you jerk me off. The attachments that come with it. Yeah. Where are we at? Here's the AQI currently happening. Baltimore seems to be in an area of 157. New Jersey's currently 169. 176 up there in Pennsylvania, middle of, middle of Pennsylvania. Damn. Pittsburgh's good. Cincinnati, good. Columbus, good. We're good, though. Everybody's good. Everyone's good. good. Yeah. We're good. Just the it's East gone. Coast. What happened? Just some smoke came through. Yeah. Don't they say, like, smoke and mirrors is actually... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's actually the term, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they say? Oh, yeah. What's that, AJ? What are you saying, pal? What's happened? I'm not saying what? anything. I'm just... You know what's happening. You know. What'd you say, AJ? Aliens in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Eight feet aliens tall. Everywhere. Hey, what do you mean? Aliens seem to be everywhere. Aliens started way. a bunch of fires so that the smoke would come in and then they could bring their ships in undercover. Yeah, easy way to bring in the mothership over New York City would be cover the top of New York City, wouldn't it? <laughs> what do you think? They just had like a big move? Like, you know when um, you know when they got to have like uh, pilot cars mm-hmm. for overload? Yeah. Oversized things? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think their pilots, the little pilot things, were like, uh, we're going to have to do something. This is way too big to just be flying over. Yeah, yeah I think that's exactly what happened. And I think they're moving to Canada. And that's why that China balloon was in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go in! For the aliens. Damn it. All right, they're not going to visit us, boys. No, they will. Sorry about it. The fate of the aliens coming to see us was right there. That's right. No, they will. They right there. See. It was right there, three inches. They're moving right now. So They didn't even see that. They didn't even see that one. They'll catch up. Yeah. No, dump it. Dump it. Dump it. Dump it. Dump, dump it. Dump it. Dump it. Dump it. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. What a show. Great show. AJ, have a great afternoon. We appreciate you, pal. One more phone call? Two. Sure. You got any good states on there? We got Toronto, which is a province. Yeah. Well, I think Ontario is the province. Toronto. Yeah. It's the city. city. I got that right. I'm pretty pumped that I got that right in the moment. Because we don't get taught that shit at all. Don't know anything about Canada. Nothing. Zero. Aside from Trudeau, which he's got a decorated history. The maple syrup. Did you see Schultz's? Did you see Schultz's uh, newest promo for his? No. I think he's in Scotia Arena. Scotia Scotia Bank. Scotia Bank Arena, maybe. With the Maple Leafs? He has a show up there. Oh, he does. The promo that he chose to do on his Instagram is uh, <laughs> what is it? Schultz has a fastball at all times. Mm-hmm. Schultz is throwing. Schultz is throwing 105 yeah. on the paint. Yeah. That's right. Pretty much at all times right now. Son of Starbucks, come on. No, no, I'm talking about Andrew Schultz. Andrew. Oh, I thought you were talking about oh. Jordan Schultz. I thought we were talking about George Schultz. I would, <laughs> yeah, I'd, we were just that's talking 100% about Schultz. on me. But I would Andrew Schultz. I would pay to see Jordo do like an hour comedy set. I actually, I thought Jordo Schultz was doing like his own show from. That's on me, Schultz Andrew Schultz. I'm so sorry. That Schultz report was here to calling himself the Schultz. <laughs> yeah, report. right. Just moments ago, mm-hmm. that happened. How do we feel about him dropping third person there about the character he is on the internet? That was something. Uh, I'm okay with it. Anytime anyone feels comfortable enough to do that, <laughs> go with it. Me too. I think I think the same thing. Why not? Andrew Schultz also could refer to himself in third person. Anytime he wanted. Yeah. The promo he put out really? for the Canadian. Better than the V one? Ah, just same angle. Same. Okay. Sure. Okay. Same. He's got that new haircut too where he's just. <laughs> yeah, just shaved from here down. Yeah. The internet's the best. Mm-hmm. I'm pumped to listen to it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, bonus ball. Bonus ball. Bill. Bill. Bonus bill ball. Oh, oh good luck that. defending that. Oh. oh, sweet hook. Sweet hook. Oh, oh, got it. Got it. Oh. Oh. There is no defending that. You're right. No, it's impossible. Got it. There it is. Oh. Mm. Suck it, Kareem. Bonus oh. ball, Bill. Bill's got one. Bill's got one. Bonus bill ball. Bonus bill ball. Buckets. Oh. He's got another one. He's got another one. Bonus bill ball. Bonus bill ball. Get it. Oh. Oh. Frick. Bad day. Nobody's supposed to win anything. Yep. That's not good. That's bad omen going into Feel Good Friday. We'll, we'll turn it around tomorrow. Friday, Friday will turn around. For the Feel Good Friday. Yeah, Friday will turn it around. I'm sore. Very sore. Oh, yeah. Bonus bill ball, bonus bill, bill ball. Come on, Bill. 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 Put a little hustle. Get on your Bill. Jesus. Bill. Jesus. Bill. Christ. Yeah. Crushing it. <gasps> oh, fuck. Right there. Oh. Bill. There has to be a bonus ball. Has to be a bonus ball. That was the best I was going to get. I thought that was it. What about this plum helmet? Are you fucking kidding me? Right? <laughs> Let's get out of here before anything dumber than that is said. Oh, just add, add a couple. Big know, shout out to Ron to Johnson, Wendy, CC Sabathia, mm-hmm. all the boys, AJ. Sorry I couldn't win something for you. Bill. 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 Oh, it's so fucking selfish. Bill. Oh. Nice. Bill. 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 Bill.
Holy shit, white chocolate. <laughs> Fuck! Then. Bill, throw a skip pass from there. Bill. That boy, Bill. What's up? Uh, Damn. Shit. I thought he been doing the merch. I didn't know Jason Williams worked for us. Dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking six merches. Six? No, yeah. I was going to say, you got to do five people, 500 bucks. Whoa. Five. Yeah, because yeah, you mean yeah. you know. the AIQ. AQI. 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 Oh, yep. I knew I was wrong. We should give away 20 gas masks to people of New York City. <laughs> yeah, with bongs on them. <laughs> I can't take you guys can't take anything serious. Well, I was taking it serious. I'm trying to do a whole shuffle mistake. <laughs> I was taking it serious. I'm trying, I'm trying to I'm just trying, you know. That's the problem with the show. Well, dude. Bill. Come on, Bill. 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 There you go, Bill. Trust uh-oh. There you go. Should we run a play and then throw the ball up to you? I'm about sick of what you guys don't take anything serious. I was dead serious. Bill. 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 Move. Bill, you're doing good, Bill. Is this one of those things where uh, Bill can now only move fast when he has a five-pound body armor on? This one. Excuse me. This one's for Bill. God. That's a good effort. Yep. That's a tough shot, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again. yeah. Come on, Bill. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Bill. Buffalo Bill. Oh, but that's the pass. That's the pass, Bill. Oh, yep. oh. oh. bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball. Bonus ball. How long are we gonna be here for? <laughs> <laughs> Should have stopped two shots ago. Should have stopped two shots ago. Now I'm gonna think about that one all night. Yep. Bill. Get over here, Bill. 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 Oh shit! That was a good pass. I know I hit this one. All right. Bill Manning. First time. First shot. First shot. Bucket. Oh, bonus ball. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. There it is. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Where's the alarm? What? All right. First one. See you later. There it is. Oh my god. Bitch. How? That was in. That's it. That's it. Maybe Bill should try. That's it. Bill. It was a good show. Bad performance at the end. Well, 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 well Bill's bring that ball over here. It's already in his hand. Bill. 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 Guys moving slow. Wow. Lives. Nice throw. Nice throw. Oh, that one had the arc. Bill. 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 Bill's got some severed heads somewhere you can try to shoot. <laughs> no, those don't really float well. He showed me. <laughs> Boom! Oh! Jeez. Oh! That's, that's what I like. I like that way. I can, I can handle Bill, it's Bill, he's got Bill, it. Bill, Come on, Bill. Good pass. Oh, oh, Bill! Bill's throwing fucking long. Come on, Bill. Ah! Oh, man. That one's going back. That one's going back. AJ, you'll never guess what Bill bought. Okay. Come on! Uh, right. out. A coffin to sleep in? All right, everybody, enough. <laughs> Bill is a good person. A thousand pounds of beef. Thank oh, you, yeah. Bill. <laughs> he did. A, cow? <laughs> yeah. a thousand pounds of beef. Yeah. He bought a cow. <laughs> he bought some good freezer space, Bill. Yeah, I wonder why. Well, <laughs> yeah. let's get out of here. Works for two things. Bill, enjoy that meat. <laughs> enjoy that beef, Bill. Enjoy that <laughs> ball go. And thank you, Bill, for your service here. Sorry I couldn't make one for you guys.
Hook shots falling tomorrow. Yeah. Great show happening tomorrow. Can't thank you all enough for allowing us to do this every single day. We got a big one tomorrow. Been a big huge. week. Uh, yeah. Huge, huge week. Let's close it out in a beautiful fashion. Then go into the greatest weekend of all time. Hell yeah. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. Goodbye.